Hello and welcome. This is the 80th episode of the DTS podcast. I am Tony. Take two. I'm Derek. Hello. Take two. Take take five. Five below. Five guys. Ooh, now you're talking. Yeah, you ever play that game? Like how, how much you can connect certain phrases? Not at all. Can I, okay, listen. We're already <laughs> off on a tangent. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I got onto this TikTok, this guy on TikTok. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh-huh. People challenge him to connect two things on Wikipedia in less than 15 seconds. Uh-huh. So he takes the top comment from each of his videos and makes another video on that. And so like the, the other day it was video games and LeBron James. He had to start with video games and get to LeBron James in less than 15 seconds, only using links off Wikipedia. Okay. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. So he went to like the video, just like the main video game page yep. Sports on Wikipedia. Games. Yeah. Well, he went to like top selling games of all time. Sure. Then he went to EA it's Sports. Move. It's a bad move on his part. He should have just went to sports games, EA well, Sports, NBA Live or whatever. And the bam, point is that I don't, I mean, he, he, I watched a few of these. He gets from one thing to something completely unrelated by just clicking, it's like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Buddy. We do that on this show quite regularly. So, I mean, that dude can suck so it. So, we should make a TikTok, is what you're saying. You have a TikTok. TikTok oh. Tony is a real thing. <laughs> Listen, this is our game of the year show. We're going to discuss game of the year, some adjacent categories. We also have like wrestling of wrestling the year. Of I'm the not year, really yeah. sure what, what that is going to be called. But we have to address the elephant in the room. And when I go through and I edit and I post this, I'm going to enter a timestamp right here. You can skip to 22 minutes, 25 seconds. You can skip to the gaming thing if you don't want to hear us talk about politics because probably the craziest day of our entire lives to date or, happened a couple days ago. Or vice versa. I don't agree to that. but Or vice versa. If all you want to hear is us talk about politics and you give no shits about the video game stuff, now you know Absolutely. when to stop. Yeah, fuck now listen you know time on a podcast. That doesn't help you. No, no um, not at all. The craziest thing in the world. I mean, like, two days ago, January 6th, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building, right? They absolutely took over the Capitol, rushed the Capitol, broke into the Capitol, caused the Senate and the and the House to be evacuated. I mean, it was anarchy. Uh... Uh-huh. It was. It was domestic terrorism, Tony. Yeah. I was it not, was it not the craziest thing you've ever seen in your not life? Not at all. Nope. What are you talking about? September 11th is far crazier to me than this. I, I Going to school as an eighth grader and seeing a plane crash into two buildings, two different planes crash into two different buildings, and those buildings fucking collapse, much more of an influential and ridiculous day than what yesterday was. Especially considering the four years of like build up that we've had of this clown, like right. this is kind of like it, it isn't that far fetched when you take a step back and you're like, oh, you know, there's there was riots in the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, the end of the year, and then in 2021, Trump's like, you know what? Come on up the steps, bitch. You're patriots. I listen. We love I you. I was not prepared for you to say that like nine eleven was a crazier day. I guess I have to concede that that's probably. Listen, I have to do something Trump can't do, and I have to concede that that's probably true. Okay? That is the absolute most pivotal day in our lifetime. I think. I wonder. Absolute. I would have to. I would really have to unpack that and 
decide. I think I, I'm going to give it to you just on the fact that I, I remember think... practically every detail of going to school, coming home from school, <laughs> yeah. watching the buildings collapse. Personally, that... for me, like it's it's and this sounds really shitty and, and you can harass me if you want to uh, people that don't buy into this for me, like the the two most memorable days as far as like world events. I'm not talking about personal life. I'm just talking about world events, things that are happening around us for me. Number one, nine 11. Number two, the night I watched, I get choked up thinking about it to be honest with you. The night I watched Barack Obama, accept the victory I, for the presidency like uh, that. I, I like, I'm getting chills thinking about like that night was monumental. In my, I opinion. thought you were going to say something about wrestling. No, 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 no. That's not a world uh, event. I, I mean, listen, it's worldwide. <laughs> it, okay, it, it's, yeah. it's Pitbull, baby. It's it is, worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 305. We, we got we to gotta just our credence to it. We talk about politics on the regular. Yes, we can't not uh, absolutely. This, right? um, in the it light a of, a, of a non-normal show, we have to talk is about this. Is it a coup? This, right? Oh, fuck. absolutely. You think it's a coup? All right. Absolutely. I mean, thousands of Trump... Trump protesters stormed the Capitol building with the express intent of taking it over and starting a revolution. Zip ties. Zip ties. They found pipe bombs. They found bag bombs. They found, they found mustard gas. I mean, the, the, the fallout afterwards was wild. Not to mention just the act alone is, is domestic terrorism. It is insurrection. But you had civilians, uneducated, clearly not logical thinking civilians that broke in and had access to all kinds of pro like very highly sensitive. These are the senators. Like they have some of the highest security clearances in the country. And these people are just ransacking their offices, ransacking their desks and their documents. I mean, it really opens up how unsecure our country is. <laughs> I think it's, Hmm. I have to think about my imagine, words. Imagine, imagine so, you oh, think about that. And I'm going to say this. Okay. Imagine that, imagine that you're a terrorist group, right? And I'm not talking these bullshit, uh, want to be in terrorist groups that the, the right <laughs> makes you want to think like, yeah, like Antifa or QAnon or whatever. I'm talking like Taliban, Al Qaeda, um, uh, or whatever that group is, right? ISIS. Imagine that you're going to blame as a guy. Well, whatever. He led something, right? Yeah. Um, you can just say North Korea. Cause like they're basically terrorists. Okay. Yeah, exactly. North Korea. Imagine that your goal is to like destroy America. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh. you, you've bombed on 9-11, as you mentioned, right? You've, you've put out bounties on our soldiers. Uh, sorry for your life, Putin. You've done all of these things to destroy America, right? You've sent over spies. You've tried espionage. Imagine that you're that terrorist group. Even they did not think that on January 6th, that's like the best that would have been as a terrorist. That would have been the like you could have wiped out the entire government. You could have killed all the senators, all the congressmen. You could have <clears throat> irrevocably, irrevocably changed the course of American history. You, you definitely could have hit the the super the Nintendo restart button. You know what right. I mean? Right. And even those guys are not as radical as to think. Well, let's just storm into the Capitol and blow that shit up. Like that's how supremely just over the top this this trump protest was here's here's where i'm at right so oh think about the fact that we talked early this year right uh jacob blake that was oh, yeah. kind of the start of all this right yep kenosha wisconsin dude gets shot in the back 
what we we see like a 50 cent style cop just fucking barrels this dude seven times true right and we're all like aghast yep. we're flipped out you now you at the time were very like I, we don't I'm know pretty, enough yeah you're, you were like i'm pretty sure there's more to this and, and so hold on fast forward to all of that right fast forward to all that and the wrap-up of that is jacob blake had a a warrant out for his rest and b had a knife so yeah. the motherfucker did it to himself i will the cops, say in probably an unfair situation or an unfair trial or review they were all acquitted right acquitted yep Every, and, and so i do think i do think personally that that is excessive force oh, yeah, but obviously i am i am not the the person on that committee the committee deemed that it was not excessive force but my point being is in that conversation, Tony, you and I talked about how educating the police, we ramped on that for months, educating the police on how to handle these situations, right? And then you you fast forward to this, this whatever this is, and you look at how uneducated and how unprepared the people that are put in place to do these jobs were to take care of what was happening. Like, I truly feel that the people that were put in place to protect not only the Senate, but the gates... And, and anything inside were so ill-prepared, it's not even funny. You might almost call that intentionally ill-prepared. Yeah, I, I would absolutely call it intentionally ill-prepared. Yeah, and, and I don't like to get on the racial high horse, right? But when you hear correspondents and you hear um, advocates for minorities get on television after this has happened and say, like, well, why weren't the cops doing anything? I mean, there are videos of the cops literally opening the barricades, right? So it's like, how does any of that make sense? But the reality is that they did not use force because those (laughs) not even a little bit of force. Those people look like them. Granted, one person did die. Right. One one lady one, got shot. One lady died. She got shot in the face. Yeah. Huh? On the neck or whatever. Four people? I'm well, sorry. A cop died, a civilian died. Got yes. It. And then a couple of the protesters unrelated to police force died. Sure. But um through through excess or through what would be maybe considered excessive force or is one person. But right. aside from that, these protesters or patriots, depending on the coin you flip, barged into the house, right? right? Knocked some shit down. And just got treated as if they're like a, a pesky mouse. Like, shoo, shoo, get out of here. Yeah. It was I mean, you didn't sick you didn't sick the eighty pound cat on it, nor did you sick the twelve pound cat on it. You just said, I ain't doing shit about this. No right. rubber Keep bullets, a nothing. Few flash grenades, nothing. S- no tear gas. I mean, it was And I'm I'm not one to say that I wanted some bloodshed, but here's what I'm saying. I don't want white people to get shot like black people. I don't, I don't want, want anyone to get, to get shot. shot. I don't want exactly. anyone to get shot. Yeah. I, I want no one to get shot. But my point is, if your if your course of action for a, a black protest that is peaceful is tear gas and excessive fucking force, and then these white motherfuckers storm the fucking gates, you do nothing. You did nothing. That's bullshit. That tells me something's up. That tells me that either somebody knew something or because they were so afraid that because of this fucking election handoff that they, they wanted to be pussies. You, you, the Washington Police Department coming out and being like, oh, 60 police officers were hurting that. How? How? You did nothing. You weren't even there. You trip on some sticks. Take, take a breath, man. Take a breath. Okay. I'm not sure any of that audio is even usable. At fine. It's fine. Uh, there is, I think, 
some oh. staging involved. And I don't mean like, oh, liberals, you know, stood in as Trump supporters and raided the raided the Capitol. But I we're talking some wrestling ass staging. You you cannot have this level of incompetence when it comes to security, especially when the president is toting, <laughs> hey, come on down, come on down. Not, not at all the White his House. family. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, at the Capitol. White yeah, at House the ca- is different. Yeah. But sorry, not at the either way, that's the, the level of security should be pretty damn close yeah, I between mean, the you two. Saw the, you saw the photos of the National Guard from DC there throughout oh. the summer for the BLM protests. Like just just uh, hundreds of them staged around the Capitol. And there's nobody I mean, you have you have Capitol Police, which is a force of about hundred and thirty cops or whatever. hundred and thirty cops for roughly eighty thousand protesters that showed up. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So and the response time, I mean, there's, there's, it's all, it's all hypothetical, right? So I don't want to even go down that way, but here's what we know, right? The, the action alone caused a bunch of Republicans that were otherwise going to support and, and, uh, hold up for Trump in these, uh, confirmation hearings for the electoral college. They bailed on that idea. They took that Look, as their scapegoat. We, we haven't even talked about what the Senate was doing at the time that caused these riots. They were confirming the Electoral College to confirm Biden and Harris as president and vice president. I mean, it was just that simple. And, and it's, a, it's a very that. formal proceeding. It happens every four years. It's, it, I mean, it's a, it's it's a hand me, right? And, like, and, and in the midst of that, that is when these people decided to storm the gates, the Senate. Right. And the people in it were, were locked down and, and held out. They had and a shelter your, in place under their desks. And to your to your point, what you're saying is there were plenty of Republicans out there that were willing to fall on the sword for Trump. Right. And based on the action. Unsuccessfully or, regardless. Sure. But based on the action or inaction of this protest by him and other people, they were like, this can't stand. Yeah. And you know what? Then came the talks of more impeachment. Like, that's how far this went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, the the senator specifically, when you're when you're doing this electoral college, I think it, you you never think you have to know these things because it's so wild to think that any of this would ever happen. But in the electoral college proceedings, a senator from the state uh, can obje- or a, a house representative from the state can object the counting for that state and say like, hey, we don't want to count these votes towards the the, t- the tally or whatever. And that has to be co-signed by a senator. So. You know, originally there were going to be six states that were protested, six senators that co-signed, six House reps that co-signed, and only, I think, three of those ended up being brought up for the House, and only one of them got co-signed by a senator, which is the one that was happening for Arizona while these riots happened. So clearly some of these Republicans, these fucking assholes that they are, decided to take this as their scapegoat and detach themselves from Trump. Uh, what we know as facts is that Trump did not call the National Guard. He did not call for reinforcements. Mike Pence did. Mike Pence, in the midst of being rioted, in the midst of a lockdown, and in the midst of domestic terrorists within dozens of feet from him, he is the one with the wherewithal to call the National Guard in and mobilize troops. Not Donald Trump. Donald Trump wasn't going to do fucking shit. In fact, there's been video that's been leaked of Trump and his family, Coast family, watching on the news what was going on. There's no military advisors around him. There's no cabinet members around him. There is nobody of consequence around him. He is literally standing and watching this as some of the members of his family cheer on that the protesters are breaching the security perimeters. It's <clears throat> fucking sick. It's sickening. It's sickening. Um, it's it's it, the, the fact of the matter that 
Mike Pence, who has gotten quite a bit of shit in the four years because of where he has been. And he has gotten not only the pressure from Donald Trump in this instance of Trump being like, you got to help me out here. Right. He's also got all the other pressure that, holy shit, fucking domestic terrorism literally feet from me. That that shows you that that dude's got way more resolve than I would ever give him credit for. Right. Um, and shows that at the end of the day for him, he was absolutely just trying to do what was right. And his focus was the country. The problem was, is that I think the dude he was leading with, that was not his concern. I don't know if it's resolve or just, uh, I don't know if it's resolve or it's just unintentional cowardice because he couldn't do anything. You know, <laughs> it would, it would have been, it would have been resolve if he could do something and didn't do it, but right. he couldn't. I mean, his job right. is literally to read a script when these things are brought up and say the words. Right. So, you know, he he did make a conscious effort to detach from Trump, though, um, that day and then in, in the aftermath since. He hasn't talked to, yeah. yeah, he hasn't talked to Trump. He hasn't made any statements. I mean, he's been all quiet. The, the worst that I can say about Mike Pence at this point is that he's not invoking the 25th Amendment, which is the power that the vice president has with the support of the cabinet members for the president to unseat him and right. and, and verify that he is unfit for duty. Um he has not done that, and it's he weird won't. to. It, I don't think he will. I mean, there's twelve days out. He won't do it. Yeah the the thing that is is crazy is that you know now there's all this uh, breaking news coming out that Trump and his family laundered over half a billion dollars of funds from the campaign into private corporations, and then laundered portions of that money out for private, like to themselves personally, a uh, hundred and twenty some million dollars that Trump and his family just paid each other with. Um, and some of that money went to Mike Pence's family, which is the reporting seems to indicate that Mike Pence did not know about this. Right. So in some sense, Trump probably hasn't by the balls. Like, Oh, for hey, sure. I mean, if you fuck me, you're not getting pardoned. Your family's not getting pardoned. And oh. then when the shit comes down, it's coming you're down going, on you guys. You're going too. to jail. Right. So it's going to be really interesting to see in the next couple of weeks what happens? Trump has been banned on all social media permanently. It was it was temporary at first to ban him from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. He has now been permanently banned yeah, Twitter, from all of those platforms. Twitter perma banned him like an hour ago. Right. So, you know, the uh, Congress brought forth the articles of impeachment tonight. So those proceedings will start on Monday. And you, you might think like, oh, there's only 10 days or whatever left, right? 10 or 12 days. The, the point is not to get him out of the office. The point is to impeach him with what's called prejudice, which means that he cannot run for any public office again. Sure. Um, which... God, God, so help us if that happens. Any, I don't think he'll ever do that. Yeah. Whether he's a president or a governor or a mayor, like, don't uh, I don't want it. But um, it's a, it's a real bad deal, man. And this guy is more of a monster than I think we could have ever imagined, even at the beginning of this term or the beginning of even this year or in the midst of this pandemic. It has gotten to a crazy point. A guy from Des Moines is one of the most wanted on the FBI hit list right now. A, a guy from Des Moines was one of the the uh, I guess the most prolific rioters or protesters, whatever you want to call it, uh, that that were there Tuesday, and so he's on the the Des Moines hit list. He's not been captured yet. I mean, they're at least out there doing something about it. Um, in some cases, I think as many as three hundred people have been arrested at this point, which is like a drop in the bucket compared to who was there committing the crimes. Right. But at least something's happening. You know what I mean? Don, Donald Trump might be the guy from Burma that Alfred was talking about. 
That's true. Just wants to watch the world burn, bud. I mean, got, got that big ruby and gave it to a little kid. Just to fuck with the world. It's it's going to be really interesting for me. Like, if I had to say, like, what's our wrap up storyline for Donald Trump? I I want. There's a matter of legal regard about whether or not he can pardon himself. I think we talked about on this podcast months ago that it sounded like what the plan was, was he was going to resign in the final weeks of office. Mike Pence was then going to take over and pardon Trump, right? Right. Um, That seems very unlikely at this point. I would say so. So now the legal question is, well, can Trump pardon himself? Can a president give himself a pardon? That's not clear, right? It doesn't say he can't do it, so... Right. We'll see it. We'll see if he tries that because at this point, if he leaves the office and becomes a civilian, oh, he's fucked, dude. I mean, there's no shot he's not going down for some shit. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens and how how he protects himself. And you got to think if nothing changes, this guy's definitely going to prison. The dude has spun webs farther, wider, bigger than I could have ever imagined him doing. Right. And he just keeps spinning them. I just, the the reality show nature of the way he's ran this presidency of the last four years is coming to such a, it's such a crescendo close, you know what I mean? And it's like, right. it just all feels so fabricated, Tony. And he still has all the power, which is probably the scariest part. You've taken him, you've arguably taken away his biggest weapon, right? Which is Twitter and social media. But what... Think about the desperation the man has, right, to save his own ass. And now you've taken away his biggest weapon to mobilize the masses. You know what? He still has he still has control of the entire military. He still has sure. nuclear launch codes. Still got an email. He still well. <laughs> 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 I don't even think his own supporters use email. I don't know. Uh, we'll but, see. I mean, the guy still can do crazy amounts of damage. And if oh, yeah. if he is the guy from Burma, I mean, that's scary. As We're gonna me. see it. Yeah. Play the sound. Let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, that's heavy shit. There's our timestamp for you. Hello, welcome. If you're deciding Hi. to skip Hello. everything, no politics uh, for you. Congratulations. Probably yeah, not at all. I broke, Listen, I broke, the, I broke the podcast. Here's what we got going on for game of the year. Okay, this is a no particular order except for the actual game of the year one. Um, the categories that I've come up with, which I think are we can actually speak to, we have an yep. interest in. Best narrative. So story. Yeah. Yep. Best art or the best graphics, best looking game, whatever, however you want to say that. However you want to spin it. Yeah. Best. Spin like, what, what, what makes you go ooh and ah when you look at it? Uh, best RPG. Best music or soundtrack. Best multiplayer game. The game you wish you had finished that you started but did not finish. The best game you didn't get to play. And these are all 2020, obviously. And then we have a couple, like, what-if uh, categories. The best game you didn't get to play and the best game that you played this year that didn't come out this year. I added that one last minute, so maybe think about that as we're going on. What one did you add very last minute? Best game you played this year that did not come out this year. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. then uh, then we got the actual game of the year, all things considered. And then I thought, you know, in the interest of the TTS podcast where we like wrestling, we're going to throw in the best wrestling pay-per-view from 2020, the best wrestling sure. match from 2020, the best wrestling moment overall, the best wrestler, and the most underrated wrestler of the year. You ready to jump into this? I think so. So, best narrative. What blew your socks off this year? My nominations. Yeah. 
Th- this Which, is just so. Here's can I affirm something here? Can I can sure. I read the votes? The votes are not to be read riot. Like, the votes to be read like this. Tony did a great job coming up with not only an entire list of categories, but also the nominations. So this is not just Tony's nominations. This is the nominations for what we are going to discuss in right. all of these categories. So this isn't Tony saying, Hey, this is the best narrative. This is, I, I affirm also that, Hey, he, you pick some, and, and one of these games I didn't play, but the other three top notch, yeah. absolutely worthy to be in this category. And what are not on here are games that neither of us played. So there might be like one, one game that I saw a whole bunch on a lot of lists that neither one of us played is wasteland three. Didn't uh, play it. Yep. So there, there are going to be games that maybe you played out there in the audience that we did not. And obviously we can't raise a verdict on those. So right. maybe they'll show up on the best games we didn't get a chance to play. Sure. Uh, so keep tuning in for that. But here we go. Nominations for best narrative, Derek. Go ahead. Uh, best narrative. You have Ghost of Tsushima. You have Hades. You have The Last of Us Part Two, And Final Fantasy VII Remake. Tsushima. My, my brain's got Ghost of Tsushima is... Um, uh, boy, I just blanked on their name now. Uh, Sucker Punch Games, Hades right. is by Supergiant Games, Last of Us 2 is obviously Naughty Dog, Final yep. Fantasy 7 Remake, Square Enix. Square. Is it Enix still, or is it just Square? These no, days? it's Square Enix. Square okay. Enix. Yep. So, narrative, right? Ghost is, you know, Jen Sakai, his, uh, his well, like, what do you, what do you, what do you think of narrative? Are you thinking it needs to so, suck me in, baby? It's got to be totality. It's got to be from beginning to end. Are you looking for just give me enough content? Like where, where are we at here? I need a structure by which to understand the game. Right. So, and we have games on here that vary widely. Right. So like Hades, very loose structure. Sure. And it, it, it implies that you kind of know a little bit about Norse mythology. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Games like that, but it had a story in inside of it, right? Hades is the ruler of the underworld. You're the guy I can't think of his name, Zed or something like that. You keep dying, you keep coming back. You you make friends. Yeah, you're with his all son. The you're gods. trying to you're trying to get out of hate. You're trying to get out of hell. Yeah. Now some of these that's a very simple premise, but the execution of it is just working so well. Right. Um, and you get story beats as you die and as the you voice beat other acting gods. seems really good. Exactly. That all kind of plays into what the narration. needs to be narrative. Okay. Yep. Right. Final Fantasy VII story as old as time. Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> not very, uh, you know, it's not a very original story, but it was executed really well. So, so yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, you got it is a samurai ass samurai story, right? right. You, you are a, a young samurai. Yeah, you your parents are your parents are are gone. Uh, you get adopted by it's your Mulan. Uncle. Right, you 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 get adopted by your uncle. Your uncle's taking care of you. Your uncle doesn't seem like a very he's a pretty strong guy, but pretty passive in a lot of things. He might support Trump. He might he might be a red a red hatter. Uh, he gets you know captured. <laughs> you go to you, you go to help him. You get fucked, just fucked, mm-hmm. and then that sets you on this path of figuring out how do you help your uncle kill or reclaim this whole thing. And it is not only a story of you becoming the ghost of Tsushima, but it's also a very uh, endearing family story. Of it's very cathartic. It is. It's very cathartic in just trying to make someone proud, but by being your own person. And so that is that that narrative is quite strong, I would say. What I will say for narrative is for how I play games personally, it has to catch me like immediately, right? Yeah, you're, you're definitely I, like... 
What's crazy is for me, like, I would think that you're a two or, two or three episode kind of man when it comes to watching TV. Sure, yeah. But I feel like you give TV a little bit more of a chance where video games, it's either the first two hours or you're out. Unless the, it comes highly recommended and I have the knowledge going into it that it's like, hey, you got to give this like five or eight hours. Sure. I'm out, dude. If you don't catch me, I'm fucking done. Sure. So what's uh, what's your winner here, Derek? Um, so what yeah, are we going with? Uh, for, for me personally, um, where I wound up, Final Fantasy VII Remake is... Not necessarily the best narrative. That game is great, uh, but it's not like the best story. That fucking story's crazy. Um, and Cloud talks now, though. You can hear Cloud, Cloud does talk. Yep, yep. Hades, I haven't played enough to tell you that that's the winner. Um, so it comes down to Ghost and The Last of Us Part Two for me. Um, but when you think uh, overall as like a narrative-driven game, The Last of Us Part Two is that. Like that is what it embodies. Yeah. As much as it pains me to play that game, that game is the narrative game of 2020. That is correct. Yeah, right. I, I completely agree. I mean, if you look at like what a game is, Ghost is first and foremost an action game. Yep. Maybe an RPG. I think you could argue that it's not really an RPG. but It is not an RPG, but yeah, I'm with it, you there. It is it, an it action. It makes you feel like it is. It is an action cinematic masterpiece and a narrative game second. I think um, it would get some love. Really good. I yeah, think it would yeah, get yeah. some love on one of these categories, but narrative is not where it's like. For me, I think where the narrative fell apart was the middle of the story where you just do the same thing for about 10 hours, 20 hours. And that's all fine gameplay wise, but that didn't keep me like, tell me, tell me three stories that you can remember from Ghost of Tsushima. And I'll tell the you, guy, you the guy with the guy with the bow and who? The one lady, the one lady who saves you in the beginning. But, uh, but what's Jen, the story? Jen suck me. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the story. Like the most impact, honest to God, the most impactful, like side mission or story for me in that, in that thing was when you went back home and you were sure. dealing with like the lady that was raising you. And then you come to find out that her and your dad had a relationship and like, that was the whole thing. And like, that was, I thought that was really cool. And really ingenious to like fold that into she is the like one of the last living members of your family and then she dies spoilers um but like that is that felt yeah she thought you were your dad so she wanted a bone um she wanted to to give she wanted to get that samurai uh but but that's 35 hours she wanted to see sheet the katana you know jesus christ you try too hard now uh that's 35 hours into the end of the story at that point so it, it yeah. just doesn't I don't think it carries enough I think here's what I'll say a sequel to ghost of Tsushima could be could be game of the year material it's in the category not to spoil things too quickly it but is. last of us two best narrative I mean listen for a game that can turn me around on Abby you, you gotta really work on the narrative to make that happen. I won't go that far, but yes. Next up is the best art slash looking slash graphics slash ooh and ah game. Right. The, what made uh, you say, damn? Yeah. And one game on here makes the list in the 11th hour. Uh, so we got Ghost of Tsushima. Uh-huh. Hades. Final uh-huh. Fantasy VII Remake. You're going to see a lot of repeats this year. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, especially considering what we, what we played. Right. Now, a game that comes in 
at the 11th hours or in the will of the wisps. And, uh, I just feel the need to share the fact that I went ahead and downloaded that on my Xbox Series X. Okay. 120. I don't have a TV that supports 120, so I bet it would look even better. But looking at it in 4K HDR, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a different world, baby, that we live in with these animated games. I think, um, yeah, I think Ori looks really cool, but I. I haven't played it enough to tell you, but all the environments still feel really samey. I I think that different than the first game, they were actually different. You had, you know, a cold world. You had a, a, a dark, creepy world. You had like a poison world. You had a fire kind of world. You had like a mountainous world. Um, so I, I think that they kind of look different, okay. but I can see where you're coming from. Now, Hades has a very unique art style, a really colorful palette. Um, it's it's got very super giant, right? It looks yeah. just like most of the super giant games. Um, which if you if you've not played any super giant games, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But they have dark, a very dark distinct, outlines, not really cell shaded, but kind of kind of cell shaded. Yeah, oh, like oh, like corner or over the shoulder, not over the shoulder third person, but like isometric. isometric yeah, top isometric down. top down third person. Um, and I think that is really intriguing to me. Um, but. It, for when it comes to like games that make me go, holy shit, like you're pushing some boundaries. That wasn't it for me personally. So I think maybe it comes down to ghosts and final fantasy seven, right? Yeah. Um, and this, this is a tough one, right? Cause on one side you have ghosts whose intro title card was probably one of the most captivating things I've ever seen. Oh my you know, God. On, on your ho- horse going through the flower fields. Um, I mean, I had, I had for the first time in a very long time, took screenshots from the PlayStation and put them as my phone background. Like that's yeah. how the the photo mode in this game was uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable for sure. Uh, I think on the most... other hand, oh, okay. On the other hand, you had our childhood made whole again. Yes. I can't tell you hopping off that train. Didn't give me a little chub. Right. I just and and not only here's here's the thing with Final Fantasy to think about is it starts so dark and drab and basic and really expands itself uh, yep. in in certain areas. I, I think Era holistically, yeah. I think once you get to the church and and you're hopping around back in in all the flower garden with Aerith, mm-hmm. the game really does showcase some beauty. But I think the beauty is mostly in character design. It is in level design. It is in world design. It is not something that makes me go like you're graphically pushing this system to its limits. It is that you took something that was so fucking flat and basic and turned it into something amazing. I don't think that it can beat ghosts. I think, and, and what's weird is we're not even talking about the last of us part two, which could very well be on this list. But for yeah. me, this sounds really dumb, and I'm going to say it anyway. Last of Us Part Two looks exquisite, but it looks in in most areas until the very end looks the same as Last of Us Part One did. Right? It's dark, it's drab, it's bloody, it's zombies, and that's great. And they Naughty Dog knocks it out of the park. But Ghost of Tsushima felt new. It felt different. The hot springs, the foxes, the trees, the forest, the fire all the way out there. I mean, 
I remember coming upon like some weird land and there's fucking, you got catapults launch on these people. And like, you saw that from miles away. It almost felt like a little bit of what people talk about with breath of the wild. And I didn't play breath of the wild because that game's shitty. Um, but for me, that's kind of maybe what people were getting there. And I got that in ghost of Tsushima. Like that game is immaculate. It probably made the game in some sense to, to me games that look good. You are you as hard on for that. They're as engaging as games that play really well, right? As, as a TV, as an ex TV salesman who loves his theater products, that is yeah, something I don't, that sells you. I don't think that it can go and said that I have like the best rated TV to play games on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that my TV doesn't have that you could even want is 120 support, but otherwise, top of the line OLED, right? So. There, there is not really a better TV to play video games on than what I have. So this matters to me. Right. And, makes, and not only that, but you also, have a, you also have a PC that you can play most of these games on. And you chose yeah. to play this on a TV. I did. Well, Ghost of Tsushima, I did. Don't bury the lead, bud. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, think I got to give it to Ghost. I mean, I, I, I can I'm distinctly remember really beautiful landscapes and moments where I... This is probably the only game that I really did this extended in was stop and literally just look. Absolutely. I was just going to say, this is the game that made me stop and take pictures. Like, right. none of the other games made me feel that way. And granted, I haven't played Hades, but I didn't want to stop what I was doing and anything else other than here to, just to appreciate what I was dealing with. One moment. Jolene has fake earrings and she's very excited about them. Very cute. So we're moving on here to the best role-playing game. And uh, we've got four contenders here. I don't know. One of I, which, I thought maybe one of you which, would add. I, so here's the thing. There was not a very good amount of RPGs that came out this year, in my opinion. Definitely not. And truly, two of these on here are... One is disqualified because it came out a decade ago. Uh, the other no, one is kind no, of disqualified no. because it's not really an RPG. It just fakes it. I'm going to look up... Opinion. The best multiplayer games of 20, or excuse me, the best uh, RPG games for 2020. 2020. And I'm going to look. You want to see how your list compares? Well, I'm just going to give you some names of some some games that came out because some of these, again, we didn't get a chance to play. Or, you know what I mean? Cyberpunk. I don't know that. that. I don't know that. I don't know that belongs on this list, but yeah, okay. Uh, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Sure. Neo 2, which you've recently bought. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Genshin Impact, Demon Souls, the remake, Paper Mario. You you had. Again, uh, it's, that wasn't really an RPG, though. Right. Minecraft Dungeons. Not an RPG. Minecraft Dungeons is an RPG. I don't well, feel like that was an okay. RPG at all. Like, that is not. When, when I think RPG, it's got to be something that like you can min max, and you're not doing that in in fucking dungeons. Okay. Godfall was another one that's on here. Torchlight. Uh, 3. That game it came out in 2021, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Godfall did. Or no, no, I'm thinking Outrider. Outrider. Sorry, no. Godfall okay. did come out in November. So you're right. There's a plethora of mediocre games that met, met mixed reviews, yeah, right? We, we just so, trimmed the fat here. Is really what we, we did. did. So our and again, you put one on here that's disqualified, but yes, you did put a good one on here. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I put World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is the expansion that came out this year. That's, and that's I'm taking that with a grain of salt of only playing the expansion portion. Sh- Derek uh-huh. wants to eliminate okay. that because it came out 15 years ago. Yeah, it did. Uh, 
Persona 5 Royale and uh-huh. Valhalla Ass Creed. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is what you meant to say, but yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, also not really an RPG. You know what I mean? Like that game to- didn't really reward you to go get new gear or get new weapons. Like it was very much upgrade I- that shit. Yes. But it was not like you need this fucking sword, Listen, bud. This is not this is not 1998, okay? This isn't Final Fan. Well, that's not a good argument because it is Final <laughs> Fantasy. Sure, but, uh, we have Final Fantasy in the category, but like this isn't this uh-huh. is an old school Final Fantasy RPG, right? And we're not talking specifically even about JRPGs. But uh, listen, an RPG these days are like you have a character, they was, have gear, you upgrade, listen, you change, you get skills. Is Valhalla anything like Skyrim? Yes. Shut up! You didn't even play Skyrim. That's why I'm yes, asking you. Yes. What feels it's more actually, like an RPG? Actually- what what feels more like an RPG? Valhalla or Skyrim? They're they're very identical games, Derek. <laughs> Answer my question. I think Answer Skyrim. my question. Answer, okay, thank you. Yeah, Valhalla but I don't not- think that you next. understand how close they are. I might, but there are way. side quests, open world adventuring. It, yes, uh, to me, Valhalla updates. is. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is an open world action RPG. It is not an you know RPG what you can do in RPG. You know what you can do in Valhalla that you can't do in Skyrim? Upgrade your weapons. Well, that's fine. You have to get new weapons in, in a real RPG. <laughs> you do. You have to go to different level areas that you have to get new gear. I, uh, is that right? Is that what you're going to say about Final Fantasy? Yeah, you have to get new weapons. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to use the Buster Sword the entire game as a completely viable option? Here's the thing. Which one what is it, Derek? Which one you want? Materia is, and I say Materia, Materia is some of the best things known to mankind. Uh, you don't need new weapons. Just get better Materia. So we can knock out WoW is what you're saying. WoW is gone for sure. We can uh, Persona 5, arguably one of the best RPGs Absolutely. Of all Honestly, time. if either one of us had played that game for more than half a day, and I mean, in half a day, I mean I, about an I hour. I played it for like 30 hours. Yeah, and you didn't like it. I didn't. It was way too. Inv- <laughs> it was way, way too advanced. It was. It was uh, way too expansive. I mean, that game. I think even. I don't know what the how long to beat is, but I would About, bet even the main story is like. Hours. Gotta, but even the main story has got to be 120, 130 hours. I would think. Yeah, uh, and I keep almost buying. Uh, <laughs> I keep almost buying Royale, even though I own regular Persona Five. Yeah, don't. It's not worth it, dude. Uh, I don't um, think. I don't think you're right. That's there. that and said, though, I can need an extra at one twenty three. I can dramatically. So I can dramatically understand why people are in love with that game. It is captivating in a way that I've not experienced with JRPGs in the past, the story is fucking wild. I mean, it is extremely original. The art direction and the art style is out of this world. Um, I think that had this not been a remake, it probably would have got a lot more love from me, but it is. And it's been re-released like three different times. So the fact that this game, it just had so many mechanics. I mean, you gotta, you gotta eat, you gotta, you know, you gotta do jobs. You gotta, you gotta do all these side quests. You gotta play mini games. You gotta manage relationships. It was, it was too much. Um, there's a lot going on. That's for sure. So really it comes down to seven remake or it comes down to Valhalla. You've already expressed some real hot takes about how Valhalla is not a, uh, a typical RPG. So I'm guessing, the uh, the first fantasies, for for me, <clears throat> the best RPG that I played was the one that took my childhood and didn't throw it in a trash can. <laughs> That's Final Fantasy VII remake. 
What you're saying is that it's the one that took your childhood and roped you in for like the next seven years of I'm listen iterations. No, no, no. Listen to me. And this is why you understand why I am the way I am. I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. I don't give a fuck. I've waited 30 years for one game. Like, get out of here. I mean, am I wrong? Kingdom Hearts 3 took a decade to make. <sighs> no, you're not wrong. When did that come out? Because I haven't played that either. That was 2019, right? Yeah, Early January, January, January 2019, I think, or February. Okay. <sighs> Best RPG, Final <clears throat> Fantasy VII Remake? You agree? Is that what you're saying? I guess we can lock it in, dude. I actually think Are there's you... a very strong supporting Let, I... argument for Valhalla. I'd love to hear it. Is that, was that your pick? Is, is your pick Valhalla? Or was your I pick pr- Final I Fantasy probably... VII And you're just playing devil's advocate. I just want to know. I think I would have went with Valhalla had you not objected that hard. I was really? I could I could go either way. Valhalla's a it, despite the fact that it's not your traditional RPG, it is a 2020 ass 2020 RPG. I would argue that there is actually more RPG mechanics in Valhalla than there are in Final Fantasy VII. You have you have gear that you can manage, a full set of gear, not a sword and an accessory and some materia, right? Sure. You have what is it like seven hundred fucking skills things that you can buy that can don't anyway? I guess the same thing goes for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you get all kinds. Yeah. So I, I like I said, I could really go either way. I had an amazing time with Final Fantasy VII, and oh, it, like yeah, you said, it really did bring it back to life. It um, really did. But I would have gone with Valhalla wow. on my own, right? And maybe oh, okay. maybe we just have a split category. You know, that's totally I, no, fine. No, I too. mean. If you feel that strongly about it, I'm good with giving it a tie, but I personally do not think that Valhalla is a good RPG. Okay. Yeah, tie it is. You want to go tie? I want to go tie. All right. Then it's your show, buddy. You do what you want. You're wrong, but we'll go with it. (laughs) Purple. I don't know. (laughs) You fucking Mace Windu, motherfucker. I didn't mean to click that one, to be honest with you. Mace Uh, Windu, yeah. I'm just... I'm. uh, There you go. What about that little, little like, lilac, maybe? Sure. Hey, listen, I like a lilac. We're on to All the... Right, so hold on, just recap. We're tying Final Fantasy VII Remake and Assassin's Creed Valhalla for the best RPG. I think so, dude. I, right. I would I'm with, I'll, I'll let, I'll, you get one tie for the whole for the whole night. You just use it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, best just music. Just you think you got all the rules. <laughs> or best soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the 11th hour, not a shocker. Best music, best soundtrack. Take it away. This is This is really your thing. Uh, so I'm a big, like music means so much to me, not just in video games, but in general, like I am a music man. I love, and, and you, you appreciate a good music. You appreciate the sound and quality of a good vinyl. Yeah. You're, so you listen, know, you're a big Rebecca Black, Black fan. I understand. Love some Friday, 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 baby. Uh, so for, for me, the music has to encapsulate you and really add to the value of what you're playing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So the nominees for Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, the nominees, the, 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 the final, are, the nominees for Final Fantasy VII's category. That's why you don't put it to me. The nominees for Best Music: Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Doom Eternal, Eternal, and the last was Part Two. Now missing in this category, in my opinion, is Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I think. Out of every game this year, and I'm, we don't have to put it on here because it would be my winner, so that's fine. I'm, I'm not trying to bury the lead here. There's been no better game than that 
that truly absorbs you, encapsulates you, and brings you into what you're doing on a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day basis Mm. than the music of Animal Crossing New Horizons. The fact that they broke down hour-by-hour in the game and made different tunes, then they did it by different weather patterns, different holidays, different seasons, and then just different shops. That is so much thought and effort put into a music category that for me personally, my winner here is Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's not you on the list. You get one tie, Derek. It's it's not on the list, and that's fine. You so, get one tie, Derek. It's it's fine. Listen, I'll deal with it. The coconut. But listen, there was over six hours of original music, not there's to mention lot. the sound effects and everything else. I mean, six Ooh. hours. It's a lot. Well, there's a lot more than that, but yeah, there's a lot of music in that. Um, so I digress. I love Animal Crossing. I think that really adds to it. But when you think about these four, Tony, what is what is a game that doesn't on this list? What, what's one of the bottom tier games that doesn't necessarily add to your enjoyment of playing it? I think probably Hades. Okay. Um, the music's really good. It's very like kind of synth poppy. Love um, synth pop. Yep, it, it's definitely it, mixed with kind I, of like metal. I'm gonna play uh, a track here. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard any of this music, so I'm gonna go to YouTube real quick while you keep talking and listen to some Hades. Sure. Now for for Doom, the music is pivotal and the music rocks. And yeah. and Doom Eternal both. I mean, I know you're a fucking hater. Of, you're eternally a hater of Doom Eternal. Oh, this Hades soundtrack kind of rocks. <laughs> Hades, oh, the Hades whoa. bops, dude. It's a bop, bud. This yeah, is popping. So, yeah, uh, Hades is really good. It's very action. It, it, like it's designed to make you fight shit. So it's it's definitely like a get off your ass and work out kind of soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, and it oh, really brings like you a, in. I mean, you're invested with that music. Fucking breakdown like a Witcher song. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, little little. This is good, bud. I know it's good. Last of Us Two. You gonna say something about the Last of Us Two? So here's here's what I'll say about the last one too. I'm going to try to try to vamp this a little bit. So when you talk about video game soundtracks, and Tony mentioned this earlier, like who the fuck's going around listening to video game soundtracks? And it's like not me, motherfucker. What I will say is Gustavo Santaola. I believe I butchered that last name because I can't say Spanish last names. His first. Uh, soundtrack for the last was part one was absolutely excellent. And I a hundred percent for sure have the last of us soundtrack on my phone because this is music that I can just like listen to, to go to sleep to. And I love, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know we get it. You do this a lot. Please so take your phone good. away. So good. Um, Amanda, Amanda, take his phone away. What I will say is the last was part two. Kind of the same. <laughs> like, Great, and, and again, it's it's more of the same. I'm not trying to mean be a dick about it. Like it's good, it's really good, but there isn't enough that really stands out to me from the first one to the second one. I, I went back and listened to some of the music today, and it is quite good. Like it is quite good. But honestly, listen to some of that Hades music. I would put Hades over a over Last of Us too. Here's all I got to say. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I get it. I understand. It's Final Fantasy VII, bud. Final Fantasy VII, yeah. You got the Golden Saucer that we haven't even heard. I mean, think of the things to come besides what's in this one. In the hours that we played of the Final Fantasy VII remake, the first one, obviously, I am 100% behind you that that music was so well done. 
One wing I jump. Da 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 ba da da. So, I mean, it says Sephiroth, but you, you could just say Sephiroth, but that's fine. Yeah, no, one wing I jump. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. But yes, da, da, da. for me, like this da, list da, probably da, goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know what's shitty? This list probably goes Final Fantasy VII, Hades, Last of Us, and then Doom. <laughs> Doom, yeah. Just I think Doom might end up at the bottom, to be honest with you. That's, just fuck that's Doom Eternal. And fuck then, Doom. And then and then Animal Crossing underneath that. Dude, I would well, listen, don't fucking ever say <laughs> Animal Crossing. Listen, Animal Crossing New Horizons, best soundtrack of the year. Best music of the year. Didn't get put on the list because Tony's a hater. Moving on. You'd pick that over Final Fantasy Seven Remake? I, I, I really wouldn't. Get the fuck. I would. hundred percent I would. Good thing you only had like three days to, <laughs> to put that on the list, you fucking no, no, hypocrite no. motherfucker. You, just the talent. You F C M F C you fruitcake. F M F. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh moving on. <laughs> yes. This is the most packed category right here, is best multiplayer, right? Yeah, you went this, ham on this one. This is our bread and butter this year, bud. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. You you put two games on, three games on here, four games on here that are not from the five games on. None of these games are from here except one game. So in a year what of twenty twenty, none of these games are twenty twenty games except for one of them. Yeah, but okay, okay. This uh, is probably uh, the one category where you don't have to. The game doesn't have to have come out this year, right? I I disagree, but this is your show. What do you mean you fucking disagree? <laughs> what fucking multiplayer game would you put on here that came out this year besides Ghost, you fucking idiot? I wouldn't put any fucking multiplayer games on it. You wouldn't have this category? Are you kidding me? The game, the games that we played, go look at your fucking hours spent on games, and the top two or three are definitely I, multiplayer, you fucking idiot. I understand what you're saying to me. Wow, you're about to make me drop a, a, an, 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 an FC, MFM. Yeah, mother, <laughs> Jesus, H. Craig. So either way, either way, I'm just saying that some of the games on this list are not from 2020. Disclaimer. None of them are. One of them is. Maybe. I don't even. Fall, I, I, you look Fall it Guys up. is from this year. Fall Guys is on this list for the little that each of us played it. Call good, of Duty, good game. good game, good game. Call of Duty, good game. It's like like we're on fucking family, <laughs> family feud. Good answer, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Call Call of Duty, Modern Warfare slash no, Warzone. Just Warzone. Okay, all right, Warzone. Uh, World of Warcraft is on here. Uh, might as well just fucking. Pitch it right out the door because you know yeah, yeah. Derek ain't getting no advocacy over here. Well, uh, I put Uno down. We had a lot of good times on Uno. This I, year. I do love some Uno. It just didn't come out this year, but I do love some Uno. Destiny Two. I guess I'm just gonna take that off the list because you're not gonna give that any love. Uh, although I'll, I played be, a I'll listen to your argument. I will listen to your argument for sure. Um, and then, uh, boy, the underdog here, bud. Is it? Little a little sea of thieves pirates action. The little boat that could. A little the little the little, little sloop schooner little that sloop, could. A little sloop that could. That's right, bud. Get fucking railed by some NPCs. <laughs> Not NPCs. They're real characters. Like that's mostly. true. A couple times they were. Yeah, that's true. So what are our thoughts here? I mean, we played probably collectively so, more COD than any other game this year. I was gonna say, why don't you give me a game that you want on this list? Like what is near the top for you? Call of Duty and Pirates. Okay. Okay. Um, I really like Uno. I could sit and play Uno. And uh, in all honesty, if you're like, Uno hey, needs some love. We, like, all honesty, like if you said, hey, let's play, you know, Among Us, let's play Call of Duty, let's play uh, whatever, Sea of Thieves, or we can play Uno. I'm probably saying Uno, to be honest with you. Uno would be so much better if it be local and online co op, though. Right. It's timeless, though. 
It is great. I get I get old of I get old and worn out on COD. I get old and worn out on WoW. I get old and worn out on Pirates. You know, Destiny. But who know, man? You was just ready to coddle your balls. Let, let's get let's let's give let's you know. You might call have to end the podcast. You might have to end the podcast. Let's go play some Uno. Let, let call a spade a spade. Didn't get old with pirates. You got mad because somebody fucked you in pirates, and you wanted to rage quit. That is true. Yeah, Don't I'm ready to go again old. though. See, I, just, never I needed some pirates time. Never gets old. I needed some time, and I told all you right, that. Okay? All right. So here, and here's, you know what we did? We went to Uno. <laughs> <laughs> of course we did, because we got nothing else to play right now. So here's where I'm at. I, I'm with you. Call of Duty Warzone has been some of the absolute most hours played of this past year. It's been your number one game played on PlayStation. I'm not. I haven't even seen that. What have, have the places? I well, I didn't look that up, but I looked up your I looked up your COD tracker info, and I think that you have oh boy, some no. something like. <laughs> oh, you want me to say it? No, I do want you to say it was going to be a lot, isn't it? Um, I want to say that you had like 158 hours. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is a lot, bud. Let me look it up here. Biggie eight one five loading uh-huh. stats. Warzone. Oh, hold on. It's worse. Oh, don't, don't say it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. No. I, I, what about my calculator here? Hold on. Oh, no. That's not good. Oh, fuck. Hundred and you have, you have seven days, 16 <laughs> hours, 16 minutes, which equates out to 184 hours of playtime in Call of Duty. That is just match time. That's not screen time on in multiplayer on the menu. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's got you're you're you got to be peaking two hundred. It's another fifteen hours over here in plunder. And and, and worth mentioning, this game didn't come out until like oh, until like May. That's so awesome. no, what it came out last year, twenty nineteen, at the end of the year, dummy. Call of Duty did, but Warzone didn't come out until like oh, April or May. I'm pretty sure it came out earlier than that. Buddy. March. When did Warzone come out? March twenty. March tenth, twenty twenty. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, so you have <sighs> three-fourths of a year, and you've got <laughs> nearly eight points. days played. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's be real here. Let's go back here and real. And not that I need to, like, shell off some, some hatred here. But <laughs> look at my time. No, my time's at, five no. days. I'm looking at Shmosif. Five days, four hours. I'm looking at Shmosif. Oh, my God. Shmody. Oh, Shmody. I got to look up Sh- I think I spelled it wrong. Well, I don't even know, like, what his... Oh, he's not even on here anymore because he's... You, you have to have it. his battle ID. What's his PlayStation name? I thought it was Shmosif 03, but I could be wrong. This is a weird tangent to go on right now to try to get some... No, we have to know the answer. Because you know his is going to be nuts. Oh, here it is right here. Shmosif. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't this the worst? This motherfucker's nearly a month. <laughs> he's at 26 days, 17 hours. That is fucking dynamite. It's him too. Hundred percent, it's him. Oh boy, that's place PlayStation Smoshiv. Oh boy, let's see 26 here. Twenty six days, seventeen hours. He's oh, played yeah, in just... one thousand eight hundred and sixty five matches. Such him O S E P H. Holy, oh, there it is. Holy oh, shit! Oh my buddy. god. Oh my god! This guy's coming that, out in a fucking month. That is lot. That's I mean, a lot of time. If if we're talking February is a month, I mean he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's on it, but okay. So my seven days not near as bad. 
That's crazy. That's a lot of time, same, though. You guys have the same days off. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that you even played? I take 20, care of my children. That's the do difference. You, do you think that you even played twenty five or twenty six days of games this year? Ah, boy, I won't know until the PlayStation thing comes out, but I would doubt it. Holy shit! Anyway, when does that drop? Too that's got to drop soon. Anyway, uh, back to best multiplayer. Uh, Ooh, that was bad. <sighs> that's a bad tangent to go down. I think some of the best times. That I've had on video games this year. Well, to be honest, they've been on COD. Just it's absolutely been on you. COD, yeah, yeah, for sure. But my favorite, I think I got to go Pirates. I definitely am going Pirates. Like I don't want to be see it, baby. Definitely anchors home, bitch. I love all the things that we've done in that game. That game is amazing, and so like I don't mean to bury the lead. I really like what we've done this year in Call of Duty. We've played so many fun things. But let me tell you, the Kraken baby sucked us and fucked us. Not a lot compares to like the awesomeness that is Sea of Thieves. I mean, probably it might collectively between the both of us be the best game moment of the year. Tony, the fucking ship's on fire. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Wow. And then that little kid just fucking calling you. dropping us. (laughs) So good. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Sea of Thieves, man. And hey, there's a, a bunch of content drop coming in this year for Sea of Thieves, apparently. So they're doing Fortnite Friday right now. Oh, really? What's that yeah. even mean? And you got to go raid some forts, some skeleton forts, and you get like bonus loot. I don't know. Hey, we 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 got a hell of loot the other night, and then we, yeah, we got <laughs> fucked. So you know, you you take it as it comes. And yeah. I'm saying that like I don't I hate getting or you take it till it comes, but yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm talking about hating pirates for that reason, and I, I'm trying to get you to play like Rust, which is like... Yeah, which is just worse <laughs> than that. Yeah, so, all right. Well, we're on to the next category, which is uh, the games that you wish you had finished. This is one where I think you need to have your own list, because I, I have a list here of four, because um, I just didn't want to go that long. You know sure. what I'm saying? That's what she said. Hey, but, uh My games that I wish I had finished. So these are games that... Both came out in 2020. And you own? That you own, that you started, that you did not finish. Okay. My list of four, which, again, it could have probably been like eight or nine, but uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot. Um, I had really high hopes for that game. Kakarot's on my list. Love a good Dragon Ball. Uh, And we were were going hard early in the year on Dragon Ball Super. Oh, yeah. We we really do need to get back to that. I'm with you, Um, but... But uh, we just, I just couldn't get into the game. It was too. It's really long. It's very, it's like, it's like watching Dragon Ball Z again, but not watching the uh, abridged, ver- not the abridged version, but yeah. yeah, or no, yeah, without all the filler. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's kind of what Kakarot is. Like, it's a lot of filler. And here's the thing: is like I've played pretty much every Dragon Ball game that there has been out since like PlayStation oh, yeah. Two. You're all about I've the relived, fighters I've, games. You've done I've all this relived. shit. The the Budokai Tenkaichi I've played, uh, the Battle of Gods. I mean, you've watched listen, Goku die so many times. Yeah, I've seen Krillin just get blown up by Frieza about a dozen times, and <laughs> that's just there's only so much you can take. I hear, I'm um, with you. And and you know what? Like the Xenoverse games, where they kind of mix it up with the timelines. That was probably the most engaging Dragon Ball game I played in recent times. But nevertheless, Dragon Ball Kakarot. I kind of wish I would have kept playing it because I I do understand that it's a pretty dope game. Uh, Persona 5 Royale, which was already mentioned. I wish that I had the time, but I just had to look at that game and go, okay, this is like probably close to 150 to 200 hours. I can't do it. You know, I just can't do it. I can play sure. five games in that time. Yep. Um, 
Cyberpunk, I bought, I played for a few hours, and then I returned at a moment's notice when Xbox said that they would do it. And Doom Eternal, I played for four or five hours. Um, it's just not my style. Same reason I didn't play the original one. But those are my four. So I've got a list. <clears throat> And this is, this is how old this list is because it's got a game on here that I've now finished. But I'll run you down my list. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We talked about it just now. Uh, Man Eater is on my list, which I have now played and finished. Okay. Uh, Spirit Fair, which is by Thunder Lotus Games, who I've got a little bit of a soft spot for because I interviewed them back at PAX when I went down to PAX before they had released their last game, Sundered. Spirit Fair also got really good reviews and is on Xbox Game Pass. I have it downloaded, just haven't checked it out yet. Uh, tell me why that episodic uh, telltales. Now these are these game. are I should say, these are games that you started but didn't finish. We have a category next for games that you just didn't get a chance to play. Oh uh, well, this is completely the wrong thing then. Okay, so what games did you start and not finish, Derek Vance? Uh, not a lot. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Okay. Would be on that list. All right. Uh, Cyberpunk is definitely on that list because I did start that and never finished it. Okay. Um, I, there wasn't. I, I'm a. I'm a finisher, bud. I'm a finisher. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> doesn't I'm take a, very long, does it? It doesn't. But I'm a finisher. So like, there's not. If I if I'm picking up a game, I'm trying to finish it. So I mean, for me, between Cyberpunk and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, like that's kind of it for me. There's, um, there, you're saying there's not much you got on that you didn't get off. Oh yeah, but like, look at me right. Like you, you, you were trying to pull me off the Manator train hard, and guess what? It. Yeah. You know where I'm at right now on the Avengers train. You know what I'm gonna do? Finish it. Okay. Mm, I'm a finisher. You're, you're gonna Mortal Kombat it. Oh yeah. Finish it. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Ba select start. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, you know what we didn't ha- we didn't have a uh, best fighting games category, but that because <laughs> there's not very many. True that. Uh, so that that's the best games that we started but didn't finish. So sorry, Derek didn't yep. understand that quite yep, well. Sorry, Cyberpunk game- is prop is is probably my answer for this one. I th- I think that's probably the like of the four or five that I said. I think Cyberpunk would be it. Um, Cyberpunk's making another appearance on this list, which is the best games you didn't get a play. Uh, I kind of gave Cyberpunk a sort of pseudo honorable mention, right? Because I did boot it up, but it played really bad, and sure. to the point that I didn't feel like I could play it, and so I returned it. So I kind of give it a little pass here because I really don't know anything past the introductory story for the Corpos. Um, I have Among Us on here, which is, you know, again, until whatever it was two weeks ago, neither one of us had played, right? So sure. I think that I think that still deserves to be on there because we didn't really play it the right way either. Uh, I have yeah, the, to- I, I I have the Tony Hawk remake, um, which you've given away. Because you didn't play that at all, right? Did not even buy it or play it or nothing, right? Yeah, it, it's really good. I just didn't go back to it after about the first two hours. Okay, Wow. That could that could have been game of the year for or not game of the year, but it could have been music of the year if you'd played it more. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I have on here Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is sure. getting amazing reviews. Yeah, really good reviews. Um, I've never been a big Yakuza fan, although this is not a traditional Yakuza game. It's much more of a JRPG. It sounds like uh, Genshin Impact, which is a game that I have been kind of sort of wanting to play a lot, and I finally just downloaded it. Um, it's on all platforms. I, I I wanted to get Derek to play it, but he's just not feeling it. Nope. Like Fortnite, not feeling it. Okay. 
uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King. I'm just not a big Switch guy, unfortunately, but I did love to play that. Really, I mean, I would just let you borrow mine. It's 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 good. That's a possibility. Uh, I put Avengers on here, which was on here for you until last week. It uh, was. The game just got shit on way too much, man. So now it runs maybe completely fine. Yeah, I think it's more pro. I think it's got it's still very kind of gotcha, though, right? Like they still want you to do a lot of microtransactions. No, I mean, it's just very it's just very basic. Okay. it just it's like this isn't a normal episode. so I don't want to go too far into it. But think of the fact that this is the people that made the original two Tomb Raider games that are really good. This is not that it is them trying to balance a Tomb Raider stylish game while you play through all of the Avengers game, like you do, you know, Avengers style missions with the Hulk or Iron Man or whatever. Right. It's not, not, not a very narrative driven game in a singular standpoint. They're trying to bring a lot to the table and it's, it's a little tough. How far into that are you? I would say I'm probably about four hours into that game. Like too far that if I bought it, you just play with me. No, not at all. It does not seem like that would be very hard to do. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see, maybe. 30 bucks. I mean, I got I it for 15. You. I know I love you too. I, listen, the the convenience of digital is worth the money to me. So, it's um, worth 15 bucks, but all right. The last game that I have on here is Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, that looks like such a great game um, as a flight simulator in the Star Wars, Star Wars universe. Kind of sad that I didn't pull the trigger on Black Friday and get it for, I think, like 15 bucks. Right. Yeah, I think for me, the reason I don't really care about Star Wars Squadron so much is I don't care about those flight simulator games, so I just don't want to get into that. I do think the price point's very... its <laughs> The price point's hard to ignore, right? Like, a $15 Star Wars game? Well, fuck, I might fucking might pick that up, but I also just... I'm not, I'm not that guy, so not for me. Okay. Any games that you have on here that you want to talk about? Um, the last one I just threw on here late uh, last minute would be Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I I enjoyed Watch Dogs one. I I think I more enjoyed Watch Dogs two. The cumbersome nature of Watch Dogs three, of like be anyone, do anything kind of nature, scares me hard. That seems sure. like very hard to do and very hard to pull off. And the reviews weren't lighting the world on fire. Good. Um, okay. But the game got good enough reviews that has made me want to get it. And then it popped up for 25 bucks on Gamefly uh, today. And I was really close to buying it, but I did not. But watch how about like, on there. How about like Spider-Man Miles Morales? You know what? That's a great call. I, I did not. But I, I'm, I'm, that's a next, next gen game in my sure. brain. Right. So that's why I guess it didn't cross my mind. Like Sackboy's Big Adventure I would like to, I would like to play. Also next gen. Bug Snacks we didn't play. Also, like, that's next-gen in my head, even though it's not. Like, Mm -hmm. there are games out there that, to me, just kind of squeak out because of PS5 or Series X. You bought Neo 2. I bought Neo 2 because Chris Dugan would never let me live it down if I didn't. Pretty good? Or have you not tried it? I opened the case and installed it today, so I don't know. So out of all those games that we talked about, what game would you want to play the most? Um, boy, probably Avengers, which is why I'm playing it. I I think, I, <laughs> but I no, think for me, it might be Avengers too. It's, it's like, I, I see that's where it's like, if it wasn't for the fact that I was playing Avengers, I would honestly say Avengers because I'm a sucker for Marvel stuff. The voice cast is like 
star studded. If you want to consider a voice cast being able to be star studded. Sure. It's got a lot to unpack and good, good voice acting. Uh, if, if it wasn't for that, I would say cyberpunk, like cyberpunk is the game that I just really, really want to play. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't broken. I mean, it's right, not on correct, the, you, correct. you can't buy it. And, um, lawsuits and stuff like that i mean it's just gonna what a disaster um do we go with cyberpunk for a game we wish we had finished was that you never highlighted so i wasn't sure yeah we did yeah we both did okay okay. um and and you know what if we added another category real quick for most disappointing game of the year cyberpunk takes that in a slam dunk so i mean cyberpunk could be a triple crown right here uh, i mean not not a great way i'm good with going avengers even though it kind of goes against the like the, the nature of what this category is because I did play it, but if that's yeah, yours, if that's yours, you didn't I'm play it in 2020. I did not. That is very true. True. So yeah, I would go with Avengers. I think I'm just going to do it, man. I mean, we, we need a little something to get on. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know that it's going to be, I don't know how well it's going to be multiplayer because I haven't played it, but I would really, I, I think you'll have a good time with it. Even without me, we can chat along. What, what oh, for sure. Or whatever. For sure. Yeah. Uh, on to the next category. This is the last one we have before game of the year. Then we get into some wrestling. This is the best game that you played in 2020 that did not come out in 2020. Sure. You need not have finished this game. You need uh-huh. not have played it on- in 2019. Just, hey, you picked this game up. This could be a game from five years ago, for all I fucking care. But what's the best game that did not come out this year that you played that was mind-blowing? Now, do you have any nominations outside so, of... Yeah, I'll put this one on here because I I, I didn't realize, I guess, that uh, um, Warzone came out this year. Uh, so it can be, well, it can I'm going to ca- delete it can Warzone. Yeah, then. it can be cached. Okay. So you think about it. I'm going to go through these. The Messenger okay. on Switch. Okay. I think that was a 2018 release. Um, played it some in 20... I think it was actually... might have been 2017, to be honest with you. Because I think I remember playing it holidays 2018. Um, did not did not finish it until play it again. And I probably played the entire second half of the game plus finished it this year. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield I played early this year. It came out late in 2019, or, or I played it in 2020. It came out in late 2019. Uh, I put Wolfenstein 2 on here that I played this year, and I played Control this year, which came out last year. Um, I need you? to verify. I need to verify one thing really quick before we get too far. So just hang tight while I type this out here because I need to know if I played this this year or last year. I I did have to reference both Wolfenstein and Control in prior episode notes to make sure that I played them in twenty twenty. Um, I I mean I don't know why this wouldn't be January ninth. You go and look that up. My game here that I got to choose, the best game I played this year that did not come out this year, is Control. Okay. Uh, game of the year 2019 winner by the Game the game Awards people. Um, it was a phenomenal game, and to the point that I kind of kind of wanted to play it again, to be honest with you. I thought about putting what you're typing here, so I don't want to ruin it for, for you to talk about, uh, but I couldn't find if I did or did not play it this year. I, I started it in 2019 and I finished it in 2020. So I'm going to put it on the list. It's not going to be my winner. Spoilers, which, but it is a great which game. Which is? Uh, that game is A Plague Tale Innocence. I kind of thought that game was ass, as you remember. You did I didn't shit like it on that, that game. I thought storyline wise, that game is fucking great. That was okay. really cool. It was really cool, really well done. Um, 
yeah, I have I have Deadly Premonition on here, which is the Switch mm. version that I picked up earlier this year. Um, I had a lot of stupid fun with Deadly Premonition. I probably didn't play it as much as I could or should have as far as doing all the weird not required side stuff that probably would have made the game maybe a little easier for me, but I was just having a good time doing dumb shit uh, as I do. My honest answer here is probably Fire Emblem Three Houses. I had never been a big Fire Emblem fan uh, until I, like, I, I like picked that's this a game. I gotta, I gotta get. I to. I think you would really like Fire Emblem. Like I was blown away at playing that game, and I I played a dick load of Fire Emblem back on the DS days. Like that's kind of where it got really popular, right? And I so I finished that in February. And holy fucking buckets. I couldn't believe that I finished a, uh, I don't even know what you call those games, turn-based strategy games. Um, yeah, you could say that. So I, I couldn't believe that I finished a turn-based strategy game because that's not my style, but I loved that game a lot. Like I immediately finished that game and was like, I want more of that. Where can I get more of that? Give me more of that. And there really isn't unless you <laughs> go find more. 3DS games, which... We talked about, I think, last week on the Level Up Show podcast. I went to find a couple old 3DS Fire Emblems that, that play the same, and they're okay. still full fucking price, Tony. Full wow, price. Oh, that's, that's kind of surprising, right? I thought so. But so, yeah, for, for me, Deadly Premonition was great. I would pick Fire Emblem Three Houses, but here, here we are at maybe we have to go with another tie. And, and the only reason I would say you don't have to is because, Tony, control is absolutely the best game that came out. Well, These are the best games that each of us played that didn't come out this year. So there should be two winners. One thing that I forgot to mention that I just confirmed and looked up was Hollow Knight. I played and beat Hollow Knight and I went ham on Hollow Knight, like practical completionist. Um, Not your thing. So I didn't think you'd be too interested. It wasn't that it wasn't my thing. It was that I don't think I, it didn't Tony Welch me quick enough. And then I didn't, I couldn't find the maps or whatever. And it just didn't work. Yeah. You just kind of, it faded on you. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Control for me and fire, fire on three, three houses for uh, for D Rock. Yep. Let me go ahead and do a do a little uh, highlighty highlighty on that one for yep. you. Throw the blue on there. And here we are, man. Game of the year. We got to <sighs> make some decisions. Yep. I, we have six contestants. I'm going to take off two of these because I know you're just not going to. You're not. I'm, gonna I'm willing to. I'm willing to listen. I am, but okay. I don't think you're going to advocate hard for either of those myself you know what i mean let's go through these nominations and then we can make make our arguments uh final fantasy 7 remake the last of us 2 part 2 part gotta two. be proper part 2 ghost of tsushima uh-huh. valhalla ass creed assassin's creed valhalla thank you the world of warcraft shadowlands uh-huh and then ori in the will of the wisps correct so let's start with the elephants in the room, World of Warcraft and Ori. You didn't yeah. play those. I didn't okay. play them. I, 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 how strongly do you feel about either of those two? Ori I feel very strongly about. It's one of the first games I played this year. Okay. Um, it. I don't think that it can beat out these other games. I mean, we haven't continually talked about it throughout the year. And until I re-downloaded it and played a little bit of it on the Series X, Probably wouldn't have even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. So, sure. but it, I do, I immediately remembered upon booting my save and kind of like doing some fast travel and looking around and looking at everything that I accomplished in that game. I just remembered how much I love a good Metroidvania. Um, 
which when we get back to the show proper, I'm going to have a, a game to talk about that's a Metroidvania. But nice. um, Ori was really good. It, I think it's more on here as an honorable mention. Okay. Now, what I will say about World of Warcraft, a couple things. Shadowlands was the number one selling PC game of all time. Before Cyberpunk. I think even post-Cyberpunk, when you start to take away maybe some of that stuff, we'll never know. But um, it brought literally millions of people back to the game, including myself. I come back and I play every single expansion, uh, expansion, right? Yep. And I mainly do it just to like go through the leveling process, see the quests, um, see the, the narrative aspect of it, what's new, balance changes, things like that. I'll, I'll play some dungeons, maybe get into some raiding. This one has me sucked in, and it is kind of capturing me in a way that other expansions have not. It's by far the best story of any recent expansion. The gameplay is really interesting. The dungeons are, excuse me, really good. And I'm playing pretty consistently two or three characters. So as far as World of Warcraft goes, this is the most engaged I've been in World of Warcraft since... Ever. Maybe Mr. Pandaria. Maybe like five or six expansions. The shit all over. So, yeah, a lot of people did not like Pandaria. Uh, it, it's it's much more well revered retrospectively. Sure, um, but yeah, th- I mean, it is. It's something, dude. And I I started to play World of Warcraft again earlier this year. What I'm kind of hung up on is I pre-purchased the expansion because they had a deal on it. You got some game time, you got the expansion, and you got some other stuff for all all for 60 bucks. So you were making money on the deal, basically. Right. I don't know that I would have gone back to it had I not bought it when I was like, oh, I'm fucking in on WoW. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's the only reservation that I have. But I can tell you, like, I can go on WoW anytime, any place. And Just jump right in. It, it has been the comfort food in this lull of video games that I've been having where, you know, I've beaten... Assassin's Creed didn't have another major game to jump into. Thanks to cyberpunk being a pile of shit. Uh, didn't have a lot of small games that I really wanted to play. I mean, world of Warcraft has been the thing that I continue to, to go to. Sure. It's your comfort food. It c- cuddles me like a blanket. You know what I sure. mean? I understand. It's your blanket. What do you have to say about these other three nominees? <clears throat> it's the last of us and Final fantasy seven. Yeah. So for me, when you think about like a totality of a game of the year, it's a game that sticks with you. It's a game that makes you, maybe excited for what the future brings or excited how they ended a, 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 a series. Um, for me, it's when I look back on what this year was, like what is the defining game of that year in like all three of these games, all, all three of these games, even four games, Valhalla definitely belongs in this list. I think Valhalla shit the bed at the end of the, at the end of the day. Um, yep. I, I hate the ending, but the gameplay and exploring and living in that world with Avor or Ivor, or however the fuck you say that goddamn name, yeah, was a good time. The boat was great. The, the the stories I wish were a little bit better or give me <laughs> give me more of a reason. Like everyone's still trying to capture that God of War. Like you wanted to listen to that motherfucker's stories. You know what I mean? True. Like, you wanted True. to listen to those. Um, Valhalla is not that game, but it is very good. It Ghost probably Sushi- since since God of War is the only game to sort of capture that itch for me. Uh, absolutely. Like maybe agree. Hellblade, but like this, this, as far as like the, Hellblade's a little different, I mean, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so. Ghost of Tsushima is a fantastic game for a, a, a development company uh, in Sucker Punch that had only done 
infamous stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. they are known for infamous, infamous two, infamous three in their, in their DLC for infamous three. Yep. This was a huge step forward in them changing the perception of what their people brand. have of what, yeah, of, the, of their brand for sure. And no, no, no buts about it. They knocked it out of the park with, with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, you, you look at a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake, and the expectations were at fucking peaks back when they showed the tech demo of that opening scene on the PS3. Then right. you decide, you know what? We're going to do this. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to give it into control of the dude that made Kingdom Hearts, which is like, this game's going to take a fucking lifetime then. Uh, and also maybe not make any goddamn sense. A little, A couple of those things are true. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake does some weird shit that doesn't yeah. necessarily make sense, and it's it definitely took definitely took a little bit of time to make. Um, but excellent, excellent representation of what that game was to me and to my childhood, and I thought they did a great job. Game of the Year is probably the most loosely defined category, right? Sure. I mean, because when you look at like art and direction, like, well, how good was the the art? Well, how good was the music? How good was the RPG mechanic? Game of the year, you do have to really look at things in totality. And that might mean that you're spanning years of build-up uh, tech demos. Like, I mean, the amount of jizz that I had when we saw that tech demo and you saw Aerith and then you saw Cloud Sword and you saw Barrett's machine gun. Yeah, 20 that years was back ago. In tw- yeah, like in, yeah, like eight years ago. Like, that has to go into the buildup, the buildup yeah. of ghosts for the last couple of years since they premiered that, I think at an E3, maybe 2018. Right. Um, and then the idea, the last make, of us two, the idea that you're making a sequel to, in my opinion, a goddamn perfect game. Like yeah. the, my initial reaction to the end of the last of us one. And I have this on a podcast. I said, you know what? I don't think I want a sequel. Right. I held true to that. Until it's a sequel I started- that I don't like nobody needed or wanted, or maybe saw coming. And they fucking honestly, objectively killed it. No yeah. pun intended. They really did an amazing job narratively, visually, musically. They, I mean, performance-wise, holy shit, there's nothing better than a Naughty Dog-performed game, in my opinion. But The Last of Us 2 did, did so many things that no one expected, and they executed on them extremely well. So what's, it, what's, it, what's the, the verdict here? Where are you leaning? Um, I'm, I feel like I'm always the one saying mine first, but that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll say mine no, first. No, I'll, say I'll mine tell you first. exactly why. Nope. I'll, so for me, the reason that this game is game of the year. Let, let's do this. What about if we do three and we just say the game, then we talk? We're going to go three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go, and then say the game. Okay. okay. I mean, okay. All right. Three. This is our game of the year well, for you, 2020. You have, remember, you're going three, two, one, and you're saying the words go. I'm and saying the word go. Okay. Three, two, one, Pokemon go, and then we're going to say sure. the game. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, Pokemon Final. go. The Final Last of Us Part Two. Whoa! Really? Yeah. I think so, dude. Wow. Do you want you want to go first? Because we now have different games. You said Final Fantasy VII Remake. I said The Last of Us Part Two. I did. So here's here's where I'm at. Um... Boy, I really didn't expect us to be on different pages here. To be honest with you, I really thought that you were going to be here. I kind of didn't either. Island. I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to be a homer. I I just can't be. So, and it's 
where do you want me to go? You want me to go Last of Us and say why not, or do you want me to go Final or Final Fantasy and say why? Either, buddy. You're the one that needs the argument here because we can't do a tie here. It's got to be a conclusive one. So the Last of Us Part Two is uh, my game of the year, a lot because of the story. Um, I mean. I wanted to play that. Like, I, sorry if you're from my work and uh, you don't want to hear this, but I made time during the day to play that game. Like, that's how much I wanted to play uh, it. Okay. Right. I, what I remember most, I think, about any game in 2020 as far as like a monumental thing. I, I remember, you know, our ship getting fucking caught on fire and, you know, <laughs> cra- beating you in Madden and all that crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. the thing that I'm I think I remember the, the most as a monumental moment in gaming in 2020 was Joel being killed. Um, and like, I remember like you had, I remember talking to you and Chris and Brady and other friends of the podcast. And you had to be like, have you played last of us two yet? Oh, cool. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, you were tiptoeing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. 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 Have, so you're still playing. You're, uh, you're running around as Ellie right now. Got it. Okay. Yep. You know, and the moment that it happened, I could not believe that they killed Joe. Joel. Like, I just said Joel, motherfucker. You said Joe, but that's fine. Yeah, I cannot believe that they killed Joel. And um, there were moments, go like, I thought Tommy was fucking dead when they killed off the Asian kid. That Twice, was fucking yeah. wild. Um, I mean, there was, like I said, I think we talked about The Last of Us before in this sense but you have to play the entire game to appreciate the entire game which to me is such a masterpiece of the narrative and the direction that final fantasy 7 just didn't really capture for me like i really liked final really? fantasy 7 really i really liked the, the gameplay i liked the, i liked the combat pretty well I liked reliving all of these things i remember as a kid in complete remastered form um, Sephiroth is one of my favorite characters of all time in any video game, but The Last of Us 2, man, it brought the pain, baby. And I, I don't really have any gripes with that game besides maybe some of the pacing. So the reason that The Last of Us 2 is not my game of the year is because for all of me not wanting a sequel, for all of me just kind of having disdain that the fact that they were even going back to the well, I had massive expectations for that game. And my expectations were absolutely shattered. Shattered when they killed Joel. Like, that is the crux of that game. And See, for me, hold on. Okay. For, for, for me as being an older father now, like that first game held so much impact for me because newborn father, first kid, big deal. <laughs> right. This game, we're going to explore that again, right? Like, okay, he told her at the end, like he's got to tell her, right? Like, got to tell her. What, what the fuck's going on? I, I wanted to know how that father-daughter relationship had expanded, and they subverted all of those, like, expectations in ways that I resisted so hard and and i can appreciate now but because it in my opinion did not meet my expectations that is why it does not land there where final fantasy 7 i had ridiculous expectations for and i smiled the entire time i played that fucking game like i had so much fun playing that game 
I, I can't tell you. Like, I just had an, an exquisite time. So you said something that I, I think bears a little bit of context. I said it, Joel dying, right? And then you said it, Joel dying, but we had different opinions. I remember listening to Neil Druckmann, the main writer. Creative the director. Game, creative director. Fucking studio head at, at Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog now. Yeah. yeah. I remember an interview. I don't remember if it was like some of the like unlocked stuff that you got in that game or how I remember this, but I specifically remember him talking about when they made the decision to kill Joel, that that was their pendulum point. You right. were either you were in or you, or were, you were out. out. Yep. And that they decided to to do it and then put the game in the context of jumping kind of back and forth and uh, keeping Joel in the game as like that father figure in the flashbacks, helping you understand his character arc and why he did the things that he did and how Ellie grew, know, grew, but didn't come to grips with it kind of deal. Um, so, I mean, that you said that final fantasy seven, like you smiled the whole way you felt good. I, for a game of the year, I, I want to feel more than good. And like, I felt everything for the last of us. I felt anxiety, fear, like just disgusting, gut wrenching horror. I mean, it was, it was a roller coaster. I was, and I'm still a little, I was really angry with that game. Tony, I was really scarred. I I think I'm scarred. I mean, I, I, I can remember getting to the point then like begging you to get to where I was because I needed you to understand and, what I've been going through. And The Last of Us 2 came out at a point where a game that talks about a deadly virus that turns everybody into clickers and clackers and, and abominations Child and all hackers. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Came out at a time that we were just entering the midst of a international pandemic, pandemic yeah. right? So, I mean, yeah. it was it was hitting on that vibe um, to the point that you thought maybe they were going to delay the game, to be honest. Like, I remember talking about that. Right. Um, so... Everything in totality, dude, I can't get away from The Last of Us 2. It, it's such a better game than Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, God, they killed Joel. Tony, they fucking hit him with a golf club. They, I mean, yeah, they beat that dude's head in. I, that, like, that's me. Like, that's my character, you know what I mean? Like, that's me. And then they make you play as the person that do those things to him. Like, and they is, brought you around. They brought you they around. Didn't bring, Derek. They didn't bring me around. No, no. They you have, around. you are on the record on this podcast that you, I don't know that you said that like you enjoyed Abby. I don't think you went that far. Cause I, no. I did. I was like, I kind of, in the end, I think Abby's my no. favorite character. I, but taking they, a step back, I can appreciate what they were doing and I can, I can right. see the direction they were trying to go. Like being away from that game and not playing it, in six months or whatever it was since we played it, I, I can really step back and be like, holy shit, like they were doing some crazy ass shit that we were not expecting. And they really did nail most of it. But the storytelling, the, again, the masterfulness of like you, you literally knowing that as they're developing this game, that if, if their players don't finish this game, they're not going to like the game like that, that takes, <clears throat> Next level big dick energy. I I want to know the the stats of the people that bought that game, played it to either Joel's death or the Abby swap, and stopped playing. Like I would be really interested to know what yeah. that category is. I, and I think that that bears. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's not an even playing field with Final Fantasy because when I tell you that like 
the way that final or the way that the last of us almost i feel like ended like three different times but then it kept going was pretty incredible right um i mean there were i think two or three different points where things stopped and you're like oh this is the end of the game oh fuck you know you got like 20 more hours to go right um and it's not it's not an even playing field because that's just not what the Final Fantasy VII game is about. But you know, and you know what it's about because you played it like fifteen years ago. So I don't think I can look the other way, man. Like I'm I'm not coming off the Last of Us two. Oh boy. So um, Doth here's Vega. here's all I'll tell you, and I'm and I'm and I will concede with the fact that I will give it to you. Um, but I will tell you, spoiler alert on my personal list, Last of Us Part Two is number three on my list. Behind what? Ghosts? Or, oh, you did you did the Valhalla thing. Nope. You did Ghosts? Above it. That's a pro- Ghosts above Valhalla. No, it's it's for me, and, and you'll hear this on the Love Actual Podcast, spoilers. Uh, but for me, it's Final Fantasy, Ghost, Last of Us. Wow. But you still chose Ghost over Valhalla. Oh yeah, for sure. Ghost as a first entry into a brand new game series, fucking nailed it, dude. And visually, way better. Ghost and does was, deserve some love and, for the fact and that I it's was an original way more, game. Way more encapsulated in that game than it was with Valhalla. Like Valhalla was cool, and I really wish I would have been a little bit more like upgrading my camp or doing something more with that. But it's also it's it's also fake and like you know one note. Right. Ghost felt like what you were doing was changing some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think Ghost I really like Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost, I think Ghost and Hades are the only two games I can remember that came out this year that got much love that are original IPs. So that's kind of right. that's kind of nuts to really think cool. about. Like really cool. All the other games that we've talked about, all sequels. I think when you when you think about like a game of the year and an impactful game at that and what it leaves you with, questions, answers, otherwise, you're not wrong with where the last was part two lands. I just I think my my childhood fandom and expectations for what a Final Fantasy VII game could look like in 2020 were so high. They delivered on all that and then some, and like I'm way excited for whatever that might be next. So right. that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but I understand when you think totality, Last was to changed all kinds of. I mean they they took the took, book took they wrote. On a they took the baby. book they wrote the first time and went nope and just did it all. Hold my beer is what they said. Yeah, they they definitely hold my beard at. I appreciate you for I, I appreciate that about you. <laughs> Is that what you appreciate about me? That's what I appreciate about you, Miss Derricks. Yep. All right. Last was part two, game of the year. Let's blast through some yeah, wrestling. I was say, stuff, we got a blast through this wrestling. We're stuff. at an we're hour over forty-five here. Yeah, we're almost over two. Uh, let's go through these best wrestling pay per view. Uh huh. We got WrestleMania thirty-six. Sure. The first and probably only both. Well, not the uh, only. Nope, nope, definitely going to be. There's going to be a second uh, one. Second one with no crowd. Hell in a Cell from WWE okay. this year. Yeah. AEW okay. Revolution, which kicked the year off and really propelled AEW into the spotlight. And then the Royal Rumble. Okay. Which was the last live event it was. that wrestling had for a pay-per-view. Do you have any other pay-per-views that you really want to add here? Any Anything from um, WWE, NXT, or I, AEW? I have, an, I have a runner-up for an AEW, uh, but... It's okay. it's not the winner, so it doesn't matter. It, it does go, it, it doesn't need mentioning. I think for anything that we talk about with AEW pay per views, is I had a bootleg all of them. 
Yeah, you buy. Uh, you, they are paid pay per views. There's no network right. for AEW. So right. I had to watch them secondhand, which does take away a little bit, but it sure. still is nice. I like it. It's wrestling. I don't need it in, in absolute high fidelity. Right. Um, I had a really tough time here because I really wanted to choose WrestleMania 36. Oh, okay. But I went with AEW Revolution, man. It was so wow. fucking good. Wow. See, I what, did go. I did go WrestleMania 36. I. You know what? I can be convinced. If you're not, 30, if you're not wanting to hear AEW Revolution, I, and you, and you know exactly the two matches that made me go thirty six. What are they? The Taker match. Yep. And maybe the Seth and KO match. Nope, Fiend match. Oh, you like the Fiend match? Love okay. the Fiend match. Yeah, I loved yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think I mean, that shows up later, actually. Yeah, no, it's what, night one, night two. Remember. No, I know, but uh, later on in our oh, in it our does. But yeah. Here, yeah, night one, night two, like that was for me. They did a really good job of the two night thing. Lesnar getting squashed was was absolutely fine. Um, I yeah, I really enjoyed WrestleMania thirty six for what it was. My runner up was AEW All Out, which you did not have on this. Oh, you really liked All Out, huh? Pack versus Omega. Have it uh, yeah, for, see, I like Chris versus Moxley when Moxley Chris, took the championship. Yeah, Omega Chris, versus the Young Bucks. Like this that was, was the, yeah, all all out. No way, this is all out. Twenty nineteen. I mean, I need twenty twenty. Let's see. Sorry. Yeah, that was twenty twenty. Was Moxley MJF and I'm big big MJF Homer yep. Cassidy and Chris Jericho in the Mimosa Mayhem match. The I think this might have been one of the first FTR matches with him against Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Yep. You had. Uh, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa, Matt Hardy uh, versus Sammy Guevara, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston, and that Casino Battle Royal match. I mean, just all kinds of cool stuff. Marco, I mean, Jung- Jungle, Jungle Express, and, uh, Jurassic yeah. Express versus the, the Young Bucks. I, I thought that was a really, really good pay-per-view. I don't think it, yeah, I, if we're not picking Revolution, I think it's got to be WrestleMania 36. WrestleMania I mean, 36 has got to be like. It, for the history-making aspect of absolute, what it is. Two, two nights with no crowd. Right, that was fucking. Wild. I mean, probably, probably didn't mental. need to be two nights, but it. When you when I remember talking on the podcast when we broke it down, we're like, wow, this is actually two pretty pretty solid nights. nights and yeah. they and they kind of nailed both of them. Yeah. So, on to the best wrestling match of twenty twenty. I put some contenders on here. I'm not sure if you did or didn't add anything, I, but nope. I left. I left what you had. Uh, the aforementioned AEW Revolution, you had Paige and Omega versus the Young Bucks. That was a fucking fire match, um, and that started the Paige and Omega like thing that yeah, went on for a few up. months. Oh, um, you're talking about the initial the initial get well, together? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one match that I remember sticking out was Best Friends uh, versus Santino and Ortiz. This actually happened on Dynamite. That when was they the parking- up in his mom's van. That's <laughs> correct. He did show up so in the Moz Man. That so was the good. parking lot brawl where they went and uh, like uh, Matt from the from the uh, best friends or not Matt. What's his name? Trent. I can't think of Trent. Trent. Like almost died. They yeah. almost threw a sharp object through his eye and his brain, and it barely missed him. I think it was a sledgehammer actually. Uh, I mean, that guy like almost legitimately died. Orange Cassidy came out of the trunk, which was at the time that it happened was fucking wild because that match had been going on for like 30 fucking minutes. And you're like, he's in the trunk the entire time just sitting there. He's just chilling. Yeah. And he comes out, he's got the hands in the glove and just does the little kicky kick. And, you know, that's the thing. They have the whole pause because it's like Orange Cassidy, you know. So that was good. Um, Kenny versus Mox at Winter is Coming recently was an amazing match. That was on Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, AJ versus the Taker. 
Yep. The the uh, graveyard match yeah, probably boneyard match. Boneyard the boneyard match. match. Uh, Edge versus Randy at Backlash post Edge return at Royal Rumble. Right. Was billed as the greatest yeah, wrestling was, match of all time. That was that was at WrestleMania. Uh, yes, correct. Yes, at WrestleMania. Yeah. No, no, no. Backlash was the sec. Uh, was the was the rematch where they they like went onto the the truck and Edge tore his tricep and all that stuff. Was that was that Backlash? Yeah. Oh, okay. WrestleMania, they 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 had a match, but then Backlash was like, this might be the greatest match of all time. Got it, I okay. remember all that whole thing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the WrestleMania is an honorable mention one. That was a good match. Um, and then you had Sasha versus Bayley at TLC just a few weeks ago. Might be some recency bias, but that was one fucking hell of a match. It was a good match, and the women need some some representation. That that, that was really the women's. Good. This is I can tell you the theme here that I can tell you about women in eight and wrestling in twenty twenty. Wasn't downswing. that great? Yeah, downswing, downswing for, sure. for sure. No Becky for most of the year. That was a big thing. I think there no Charlotte for most. I mean, Charlotte's been out. Charlotte for what, was out for six months. months. Yeah, yeah, four months, something like that. Uh, yeah, Char- I mean, Charlotte was out since June, so she's been out like half of a year, basically. Yeah. Same, same as Becky. So yeah, uh, I mean, Sasha Crazy. and Bailey put it on their backs for WWE, but for sure. Um, what do you think? Best wrestling match? I I went with a tie here, buddy. You went with a tie. You picked two. I did pick two. I'm sorry. One's got to be AJ versus Taker, right? AJ's AJ Taker is definitely on here for okay, me. Okay, that's probably gonna be the one we got to go with. What do you, what's your other one? <sighs> Kenny Mox. That was okay. so good. And it Kenny really good. Kenny going heel. Kenny um, turn heel. Yeah. Kenny turn heel good. is so good. Like that is the best man. Like I, heel. Maybe Kenny we can just give one at. to to each. I mean, each it, company. I don't know no, how that's gonna I'm, work. But. No, I, I mean, I think. AJ Taker is the most talked about match of the year, right? Like that's it. That will go down in history. Oh, for Taker's sure. last like, match, like Kenny Mox needs to be like needs to be talked about, but AJ Taker is like the match. The, the Metallica ride off. I mean, oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, I think the only flaw that I see in that match at all is the fact that you had uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, oh yeah, come into the match like that was probably unnecessary. But they're underutilized is the problem. That's what it, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember. I think we were watching it live. We were on Skype, or like swing of the pandemic, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> funny to say, like I wouldn't give a fuck right now. I'm coming to your house for every paper. Right, every paper. Kind of yeah, right, right. But we were talking. I think we had Bobby Bobby Starache yeah, Bo- on, yeah, on Bobby the line. Was on there. Yeah, yeah. And maybe Joe. That was just us three. Okay, but I remember I was like, yo, they're. They're gonna do the thing. They're gonna bring back old Taker after he gets buried. Right. That that would have been, I think, the only thing is if the purple gloves would have came out. Like right. that would have that would have capped. He had it the off. gloves, but it wasn't like old school gloves. It wasn't. And he fucked up his arm by punching the Dead. I mean, there's so much mystique around that match. So but, cool. So so good. And and the only reason I will say that best wrestling match, one thing that isn't on here, was Cena versus the Fiend at the same WrestleMania. Not it a wasn't a match. match. Yes, right. not a match. Exactly. Right. It was an entertainment. Yep. Right. Um, which takes us into the best wrestling moments of yep. 2020. Uh, I think Take versus AJ deserves another one on here. Sure. Uh, Cena turns heel. Yeah. Kind yeah. of uh, sarcastically. That that whole Fiend, Firefly, Funhouse thing. Um, Moxley beating Jericho for the strap yep. is on here. Yep. Sting returning <sighs> with AEW. Crazy. Edge returning that with the Royal a, Rumble. That might be crazier. And then kind of not uh, encompassing the first pandemic shows. Uh, NXT with uh, Triple H coming out. Uh, Raw with uh, Triple H coming out. 
Um, I remember AEW and and Shivani and JR just on the mic with a cold open. Right. So the the pandemic shows, I would say. Sure. As a as whole. A, as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Where's your th- uh, thought so, here? So so I, I would take out Taker and AJ. I think they got their due. I don't know that you, you go back to back with best match and best moment. It wasn't like a necessarily a, the best moment of Taker riding off into the sunset. Okay. If that was it for me, if he hadn't come back at Survivor Series, I would say maybe. But since they brought him back again, I was like, eh, maybe not there. Right. Uh, another one for me that I would take off is um, Mox beating Jericho for the strap. That okay. That is cool, but kind of expected because it's John fucking Moxley. Right. So, Jericho kickstarted the brand. Like there, You understand put, where it Put it on his going. back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. On his belly, maybe too. Sure. Yep. Yep. What about you? What do you got off? I, I, or you can just pick your winner. What do you think? I, I also picked two here, and we don't have to give them to, to both. But I highlight, I highlighted two. I think extreme <clears throat> honorable mention right here. The pandemic shows. I don't sure. think it's the best moment. It isn't. It's not really one moment either. It's several it's, moments. It's more cool to see how they evolved the shows, even though I think WWE went the wrong way. <laughs> the Thunderdome was not a thing not that a, I wanted or needed. But um, I think Edge returning. Yeah, was the see, moment of the year. My 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 you stomach sting. My my stomach went sting. But the when, when you just listen when you read those Edge returning, like the emotion on that dude's face. Will yeah. bring me to tears every time. Out here, like I his, see clearly his excitement of like coming out of the tunnel and just like seeing all these people being excited for him to come back. And then like he did that, the thing and he did the pyro and all the people it, were there. It warms my fucking heart. Sting might also, be one if we were in a full stadium. Also, I love the Royal Rumble, so like, right. it's kind of a double whammy. It might might be come back again this year. You never know. Uh, and then for me, I also have John Cena turn heel because I think the entirety of that Firefly Funhouse match was amazing. And like that shit was art. Like that is some at- right. wrestling art right there. But if you're talking actual like WWE likes to create moments, they're not going to show John Cena in an NWO shirt all the time. They will right. forever show Edge returning and it will always be the slow motion graphic of him coming, doing the doing the devil horns as the pyro goes off. Like that is yeah. a moment. The thing I really liked about the Cena and Bray match was that was like the height of we were convinced that Bray had full creative control of his character. Um, Boy, were <laughs> you we remember wrong. that? <laughs> yeah. And the Fiend was on fire. The Fiend could do no wrong. And, and then he just shit when that head. match happened and they poked fun at they had the Vince McMahon puppet. They had yeah. the NWO thing. They referenced such good Bischoff. shit. Such good <laughs> shit. <laughs> they referenced Bischoff. Like, the whole thing just stunk of like nobody, no yeah, one exactly. telling him what no to do, one yeah. talked to Vince about this, right? Yeah, which was the best part about it. But yeah, yeah Edge returning like it's gonna go down in history, man, Ab- as absolutely. one of the top pops of all time. Yep, I agree. Um, I think if we had to make a caveat on this, what could have been the best wrestling moment of the year? Sting returning at a stadium of sixty thousand people would have gone fucking bananas. Absolutely. It was, Edge, at least the, you had a thought, right? Like right. there were rumors Sting, going around. Really had none. No, that was completely out of left field. Completely. Um, and they sold it to, as bad as Shivani and JRR with sounding surprise. It's what? No way. It's Sting. Like right. that was, that kind of got me. And I mean, I'm ne- I'm never gonna forget you calling me like 95 times. Oh my buy. god! I mean, I can't tell you that I was just big big dick energy that night. True, 
Um, last couple categories. Next one up is best wrestler. Overall, who's the best wrestler of the year? I have a few on here. Sasha Banks. Sure. Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. John Moxley. I've heard of him. Kenny Omega. Definitely heard of him. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Better known as M- MJF. MJF. And then I have Orange Cassidy. Freshly and I, squeezed. I thought about saying that, like, or maybe making this two categories. Best Better, wrestler. Best entertainer. <laughs> well, and then, like, most over, right? Or yeah. who, who's the most over? But I, over, I just yeah, want the best wrestler. We're, we're smart enough. Like, Orange Cassidy's great. Definitely not the best wrestler of the year. Right. Sasha take Banks. MJF off? Sasha Banks is is great, but for me, also not the best wrestler of the year. Best female wrestler, maybe. Maybe that's sure. what we should do: best male yeah. or female. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think you could add other females into this. Maybe Bailey. Uh, uh, maybe Oscar. I give it to Oscar, but yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, Drew, it, I think has had one of the best title runs of all time, and it's it very. He's had no audience. Yeah, it, it, I think very underrated. Um, when you look at the title runs of the WWE, he had the belt for almost an entire year. I think he might have even passed a year. Yeah, with no audience, like no real He's coming audience up on to speak year. of. He's coming up on a year. Yeah, yeah, you got it. He dropped dropped it once or twice. Had the thing with. Uh, oh no! I guess he Randy. dropped it with Orton. So yeah, he doesn't have it for a year. Right. You got the reset um, button. Yeah, but man, he's had such a good run, and he's been Drew's, such a good face. He he's done a very good job of of being the face of the company, but I just don't I don't like his wrestling style, so I'm not in on Drew McIntyre. You never have been like uh-uh. a big guy fan. No, I like you, a fast. You definitely like the scrappers. I do. I'm a big fan of the the, the scrawny, D, the DBs, the Seth Rollins. Zanes. I like Sammy I like Zanes. I like a Kevin Owens. Sure. Okay. You know, but. So okay, we got we eliminated two there. What about Moxley? Argument. So against. Yeah. yeah. The man had like five matches. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of Moxley is better than Moxley in the ring, because his wrestle his wrestling shtick is the same every time. He's better on the mic than he is in the ring. I am a hundred percent with you on that. I okay. love John Moxley. I think he's a great champion. I think his matches can be fun and and different, but it's definitely more the build up, less the match. So we've we've whittled from one end, we've whittled from the other end because we said Orange Cassidy's not getting it. So that leaves us with Omega and MJF. Yep. I'm let you go here. Do I? I think this deserves a three, two, one. You don't even want to talk about either one of them. You just want to go three, two, one. Maybe after we say it, because okay, I right. I don't know if we're going to be the same or different here. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm going to say three, two, one, go, and then we're going to say it after go. Okay. Don't fuck it up. Okay. Three, two, one, go. MJF. MJF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maxwell MJF. Jacob Friedman, baby. Absolutely. Character, uh, promos, wrestling, heelish bullshit. It's just all so fucking good. What I like about MJF is that he is a student of the craft. What I mean by that is I watch a lot of secondary wrestling things, right? So what culture wrestling, ups and downs, YouTube videos after the fact, which kind of lean into like you just learn more about what's going on, right? Right. The number of times that I watch these things and they talked about MJF and then callbacks MJF would make like some of his promos walking down the hallways of – uh, Daly's place were callbacks to when he was like 
the yeah, sideline yeah. guy for yep. WWE. For WWE yep. I mean, he the the podium stuff with him running up like run for president, running basically. for president. Yeah, yeah, you're you're champion type thing. I mean, fuck, he was it's so all good. so good, and he's awesome in the ring. He really is. He tells a story in the ring. Omega. Mm. The, the fact that they haven't went back, we talked about this this week at Beer Share. The fact that they haven't went back to Cody versus MJF is mind blowing to me. Like that, that was, was such mind. a good match too. So good at, at Revelation, or Revolution. So good, so good. Um, MJF Omega, I think you. I listen. I wouldn't argue if somebody made a strong argument for uh, Omega. Yeah, I would give but, Omega a two, especially with the heel turn. I, I think he's had yeah. a pretty under under the radar until now run. Um, Twenty twenty one could be Omega's year for me. I, I think the thing with Omega that held him back to me is the Hangman Page stuff. Some of those Hangman. promos were so good, but I just like when I saw him with a partner, it just wasn't doing it for me. He's too sure. characterish. He's too Japanese and anime. He definitely lives that Japanese thing or does that Japanese thing. That that sure. him and Hangman were a good mix, but it, it held him back uh, as much as it propelled Adam. So yeah, agreed. Um, that's it, MJF, man. I'm glad MJF, we're on the same wrestler page. Wrestler of the year, fuck yeah. Uh, which means we have to take him off the most underrated wrestler. Yeah, wrestler. for sure. Back on that. Yeah. Uh, most underrated wrestler. I put the caveat maybe that they just like they were really there. They just didn't hold the title or they didn't hold it that long. Sure. But they I were in the spotlight. Here, but yeah. They they got a push, um, and they they had some good story angles. One I know you're not gonna like is Otis. I was yeah humongous on Otis. You were, and I was never. I was never on board. I'm still not on board. Okay, well, we'll skip that. Uh, I put Shinsuke and Cesaro on there as a tag I team. Added added Cesaro, thankfully. But yeah, I think Shin and Cesaro are two underrated wrestlers. I mean, Cesaro might been. be the most underrated wrestler of all time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just needs to be better on the mic. And Shinsuke on the mic actually is just so great because he's so bad. And he, yeah. his English uh, is broken. Like, he's just so good. He's we so good. want the smuck. Yeah, like, so that good. that kind of thing. Um, Chad Gable. I do like Chad Gable. I don't think this is his year, though. Um, okay. I, I think he's got some some work to do. Darby Allen, you put on here, which is a yeah, good call. I think Darby Allen, and granted, he's got the TNT title now, um, but I think people really doubted him to begin with. But I think his his shtick, pairing him with Sting, like that really elevates him to the next level. And he's not going to be underrated next year. But I think this year, maybe he was under underutilized. Uh, I would I would kind of agree. I think I think. He's getting. He's about to get his due here in the next month yeah. or so with yep. Sting. Yep. Um, Jay Uso. Wow, really good call here. And I think even Jay or not, not Jay Jimmy uh, could be added into this. Um, boy, you're right though. Jay has been pivotal with the yep. Roman Reigns return. I, I mean, you don't believe the Roman Reigns heel story without Jay Uso telling you the story. Head you to the table, don't. baby. You just don't. That's true. I and I think the best is yet to come for Jay. I whenever 100% they agree. Whenever they, they capitalize the on this. Yeah. They've got yeah, to do definitely. it right. They, they will do it and it'll be great. Uh, and then you put on Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, I think, I think it's also a good call. I think Adam Page for all the tag team stuff that he did and granted he's still getting kind of held in this whole like I'm going to do uh three, you know, six man tags or this or that. It's just because AEW's got so much talent and not enough stuff to do for him. Uh Hangman is going to get his due. I really hope that they wrap this, uh, this, sorry, uh, I really hope they wrap this Omega thing back around to page. Cause you give me Omega page again for the strap and throw it on Adam. That will propel him huge. I, 
I'm with you. I think uh, he could have had a really good singles push, which I think he's going to start to he get will. here. Yeah, he will. Um, which made me think of the one that I put on here, which was Big E. Yeah. Uh, who, at the very end of 2020 and into 2021, got yeah. his comeuppance. His is definitely a 2021 thing. I think he is going to be maybe one of the best wrestlers of 2021. Um, I wouldn't say underrated for him. I think the problem is that people just didn't really believe that he could carry it on his own. That's not necessarily underrating him. That's just more straight up fucking doubting him. And he, he's going to blow that one out of the water in my opinion. So who are we going with though? Um, I mean, I'm out on Otis Shinsuke and Gable. Who are you out on? I don't think I saw enough of Darby Allen. I was ne- I've never been a really big fan of his stick. Like the whole quiet brooding person sure. has never has never been something that captivated me. Um, Adam, nah. I I think I gotta go with Jay. I think that's a Definitely. really clutch pick. Definitely Jay Uso. I, I was thinking Shinsuke and and oh, uh, Cesaro, I mean, but when you Jay said Uso's Jay, had, like, Jay Uso's had the his, the year of his career this year. And has honestly like, and Roman makes him know it too. And wrestling, you want to believe that shit is real. And Jay has done a phenomenal job of making us believe that this is some real shit he's going through and it works. And I'm bought in fucking tenfold. So Jay Uso definitely most underrated you wrestler of the year deserves so much props. uh, And I can't wait to see what they do with him this year. I think there's a, a real possibility uh, of maybe like a United States title or something like that. Um, Depends on how big they grow this group, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that Vince, not to not to be shitty and end on a shitty note, but I just don't know that Vince is going to want all the titles in uh, not white people's hands. And it's the Moe so, family's hands. Well, that plus you got uh, Big yeah. E on the on the Intercontinental and uh, Lashley, and you got you got Lashley on the U.S. title. You got the uh, Street Profits on the the tag team straps, like the things get run. Um, do we have anything at all? I don't want to think about too much walk-ons. No, you know what the walk-on is, Tony? Let's go play some Uno. Right, I'm down for that. Are you down for that? <laughs> no, it's just the way I'm in the show. I got to I got to Good night. Thank you for tuning game in. Game of the for year. The game of the year. Forget. Wrestling Last of the of year. Us part two. Wrestler of the year. Don't forget. It's the one and only MJF. FC FMF, fucking uh, sure, bud. The whole, the whole thing, baby. We'll see we you love you. We are. Thanks for tuning here. in. We out here. Reversal. Skip. Draw two.